right, here we are, uh, Espionage Podcast. We have made it to the 10th episode. Right, Not like it was hard or anything. I thought, this is 10? This oh is my 10. God. Oh my god, it is 10. Oops, my yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was saying, not that it was harder. We didn't have to climb any mountain or anything. We're just putting out a bunch of recordings, and here we are. Here's our 10th fucking one. It's not like we faced any kind of adversity, but it's still cool to think about. When did the first um, one actually come out? I don't know. I don't know when we started this. I have no a record of anything. I have that before. It says uh, July 2nd, 2019. Oh, damn. Almost, almost coming up on a year. Oh, wow. A few months. So a lot. Uh, April, we got Final Fantasy Remake coming up. That's review scores. The review embargo was today. Um, huge scores across the board. That's fucking sick. Um, I hope it's as good as everybody says it is because there's that one reviewer who's always playing it real and he's like, look, um, this is a giant, this is a 45 hour segment of a five hour segment. So it's a lot of padding, it's a lot of on-screen time, it's a lot of cutscenes. We're all Metal Gear fans, so we don't mind cutscenes. We like diving in and shit. Was it necessary? Who knows? We're gonna play it, hopefully we have fun. I might not. I hated Final Fantasy XV. We're gonna see. Um, Animal Crossing, everybody's going nuts on that, because we're all quarantined. Resident Evil 3 just came out. Everybody beat it already because it's a four-hour game for $60. Should've There's been DLC. DLC. There's DLCs for games that are longer and have more thoughts put in that. The fact that everything about Resident Evil 3 Remake is rehashed almost from... Like, half the game, and obviously not half the game, but a big portion of the game is just Resident Evil 2 environments and shit and textures and stuff. It's literally DLC. And we all bought it for $60. Maybe not you guys, but I did, so I, I could have it. something to talk about. <laughs> Didn't buy it. Didn't um, buy it. <laughs> well, Jose, you played it? You bought it? I, 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 uh, I bought it, but I haven't even had a chance to play because I'm trying to one-shot it in one sitting, and I haven't had any moments to game like that in the last few days. All right. Um, so, a lot has happened. A lot, lot has... We've been dipping our toes into some shit. This, this, it uh, smells. Yeah, Resident Evil Three is getting the same like, like treatment as it did when it came out like a long ass time ago. People felt like it was the same thing. It's like almost like, like a cycle. It's like everyone loved Resident but, Evil. But but the problem is, is Resident Evil Three was its game. You know, it was its own game. So here, it's crazy the things we're bitching about right now. So let's let's lay it all out. You got Resident Evil Three and Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy VII comes out. Disc 1 is, you know, you can do that. If you've played it before, if you haven't played it before, let's say you haven't played it before, it might take you like 10 hours or so. You know, a little bit of time, you're walking around market, you can't figure out what to do, the goddamn B Hotel and stuff, whatever. They're saying Final Fantasy VII is a 50-hour game. I'm bitching because they just padded it up and all that shit to make it a $60 game. And I'm bitching about that. Take Resident Evil 3, for example. Okay, Resident Evil 3 is its own fucking game. Resident Evil 3 Remake comes out. They remove segments of the game. Yeah. And make it a $60 game. And it's all got shit from Resident Evil 2 in it. So, oh, it's DLC, it's DLC. It was the same as when it came out. But when it came out, it was a whole game. Regardless. Like, it was... Okay, so you got Resident Evil 3 now. What now comes out that everybody's saying is Resident Evil 3 is less than what that was. Bro, it's Capcom. It's 2020 Capcom. That's Capcom. Yeah, so it's crazy that, like, if I'm bitching because they lengthened Final Fantasy VII Disc 1 
uh, five times. Imagine how I feel about you know Resident Evil Three being fucking shortened, and when it when it was already fucking in jeopardy of being called DLC. You know, it's crazy because this game, the Resident Evil Two remake, came out just last year, January, I think. Yeah, around the time Kingdom Hearts Three came out, so it's like the game. This game technically didn't even need to come out for a while because it's it's so like Resident Evil Two. People are still like playing it and getting it still. Yeah. So yeah. it's I, I I don't know if they were trying to like jump keep the flame going, but like that quick, especially with like other things happening, I don't think it was super necessary to put the game out so so soon. I think they were just trying to like keep no. it going. It was and the same thing with uh, Battlefront. Didn't Battlefront two come out a year after Battlefront was a shit show? It, no, it, no, it was longer than that. Let it me check. Like two, it was like two years because they. They added, they added an entire single-player section. Yeah, but um, it that wasn't, doesn't take long if you're just rehashing. I know, but it wasn't enough for it to just be like an asset flip. Motherfucker. Why Why does Wikipedia say, first release 2004, latest uh, release 2008? So, What's up? 2015. It was 2015. 2015, okay, November 17th. Okay, so exactly two years apart. My fault. Yeah. Which With, is still for... It's Regardless, yeah. AAA I mean, games is not like a ton of time but i mean it is like definitely like a game that uses a lot of the same ideas and same assets and shit i mean it's not right with quite a game as bad like resident evil 3 <clears throat> um i think right before no right around the i think like six months ago or eight months ago the onimusha uh remaster came out and that's not a that's not a resident evil 2 remake situation where it's like from the ground up or whatever it's a remaster yeah exactly but it was like it was like half the price of this game now um and i think that like if it was gonna be like this why not just make resident evil 3 like a 40 dollar game that's what i was gonna say because is, why make something for make something 40 bucks when you know people will pay 60 i mean because like, like you'll, you'll be much more like held in high regard around the community and that does catch up to you it, it definitely catches up to you but i think um one thing that people might forget about it's like once again not to beat the fucking dead horse but it is capcom like this is not a company that's known to be like gamer friendly i'm it's not like, saying that like they nintendo sh- style they'll yeah, make I'm, anything 60 dollars. yeah whatever. i'm not saying that they should have the made this release. game 60 bucks uh I'm, but i'm saying it's in no way shocking that it's a 60 dollars game and i think the reason that they went ahead and put it out you're like why did they go ahead and do this is totally to like ride a hype train because Resident Evil 3 is not exactly held in like a super high regard yeah. by comparison to other video games, but res- this Resident Evil 2 remake had such so much steam that like I think it makes total sense that they would want to capitalize on it as fast as possible before this- before like the tra- like the hype train died. Yeah, it's- if they waited like another year or two the shit show backlash it would be if like oh now we have three years in the making and we get a four-hour game yeah yeah i mean this is a capcom thing man like when devil may cry 2 came out the the people were like really upset about that game too because it was like super rushed it came out quick game was trash it came out quick and and it didn't have the fucking like the vibe that people wanted and and, and that, it's good to let companies know about that because look at Devil May Cry three. Mm-hmm. Oh one yeah, of the best games ever created. You know, yeah. like everybody's like, "Why are you bitching about it? You fucking did Because there's there's results. Yeah, I mean, like watch watch the Code Veronica fucking remaster or whatever. That's gonna be fucking crazy. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. probably where they should stop too. 
mm-hmm. for a while. Oh man, they will make a Resident Evil Four remake. You, you, like <laughs> I, I was reading a thread about that actually with Resident Evil Four, and people were like, "You don't need to pol- you don't need to remake a game that uh, age well." And you know everyone's opinions, but like the point is, Capcom would do that though. Yeah, yeah, they would because why the fuck wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's it. Like that's the biggest Resident Evil game. Why the f- like they're you think ca- after this Resident Evil Three game, you think Capcom is gonna go? Well, that game aged well, so we won't remake it. Yeah, right. No, I don't think that, but I do think that if they remaster Code Veronica next year and then they remaster Resident Evil Four, at this point people have hit such fatigue that it would botch a re-release of Resident Evil Four. I think so. I, th- I think that they there has to be like a, a little bit of time in between. I, I think, especially after seeing the reactions that people are giving to this one right now, I think they would be foolish to not take that to heart and be like, okay, like let's at least space this stuff out so that bare minimum it gives an illusion that we're not just cranking, 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 I, and just. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I think what they'll probably end up doing is start doing some sort of rollout for the actual new Resident Evil game that they're going to be working on, and then maybe after that they'll start sprinkling them those things again like yeah well let's talk about an actual good fucking sequel let's talk about doom eternal yeah, this game that this game rocks. i bought it haven't fucking played it yet but i got another one after this go uh excruciatingly painfully hard uh mm-hmm. definitely really fun i don't think what difficulty did you play oh first fucking regular ass difficulty really uh, i started on hard <laughs> yeah i'm not doing any shit of that was shit beating man. my ass dude yeah i'm getting I, uh, torn up on hard right now I just finished it on the regular difficulty, mm-hmm. and I, it just kept making me think, like, wow, I'm really glad that uh, I did not do this on a higher one because, like, I'm at, I'm still working, you know, my normal hours yeah. or maybe, like, more hours, so I don't have a ton of... Like, if I, if I knew, like, yo, I just have time to grind right now, I would probably... I, I probably still would have started it on the regular difficulty, but I would probably go back now and start grinding at it more. Uh-huh. But, uh... Yeah, I'm absolutely not doing that shit. Fucking, uh... Because it, it, the game's pretty awesome, but I, I played Doom 2016, like, a month before, like a month ago. And I think Doom 2016 is the better game. Even though this one has a lot of really cool additions and more shit into it. It's just, it gets really, really frustrating sometimes. I had a few, like, super rage quit moments on it, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, they, uh, I... It's, it's so different for me because, like, my my like first person shooter really like obviously i played like all the call of duties uh back when um on like veteran difficulty and stuff and those aren't too difficult like they're pretty easy to crawl through so like i always revert back to like how different everything is with like halo and legendary mode and whatnot um and halo it's like you as long as you just keep your distance and pick people off you'll be fine but doom forces you to like get in there and do these like gruesome kills and shit like that for ammo or health and all yeah. this stuff. So it totally has like its own playstyle just because of that itself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's 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 got such a good fucking feel to it. It's a very very solid fucking game. I love it. Um, the the platforming that they add in this game is actually really fun. I liked it a lot. That's what made me buy it. Yeah, yeah. The it platforming was, it, is is really fun in this game. It was exciting to see like something else just running, then running from corridor to corridor and fighting people and shit like that. Because obviously the gunplay is fantastic, but to make me buy a single player game for sixty dollars is a big deal for me. Um, and because uh, I mean we've talked about it, it's it's so hard to play fucking 
60 play a fucking single player game especially paying 60 dollars for it when there's literally like free games right over here that i can just jump into and there's like five people online to play with like good friends and shit so uh this i mean it's cool i haven't fucking beaten it yet um mm -hmm. i i was able to like sit down so another sequel ori 2 i just beat that yesterday mm -hmm. um that's one of those games i it's probably better than the first one Mm -hmm. Just because it is, it's much darker. It it's much, it's a much colder fucking game. Um, but like, I can't recommend those enough. Both of those games are ten out of tens for me. Like while I'm playing those games, I don't want it to end. It's the perfect amount of like when shit starts getting a certain way or when shit gets kind of stale. Like they introduce a new mechanic or a new ability or something else to just or a new enemy that makes you enjoy the game so much fucking more in the boss battles the fucking um they're not dungeons but they're certain areas in it's metroidvania style um it's like those those areas when you could because these there's elements throughout the world and this is true for all the games like this but there's elements throughout the world where you can't access or you can't do certain things. Finally, you know, in Ori, you're like, why could I just fucking do this? And then you unlock the ability and you go back and do everything. Obviously, that's classic Metroidvania. But the way Ori does it is fucking phenomenal. And the environments are just fucking gorgeous. Whether everything's in decay and everything's just fucking shitty. Or you go over to the fucking, like, Luna Pools or whatever it's called. And it's just gorgeous. Like, the fucking water level was fun. The one where you're underwater the entire time was a fucking blast. I watched a, uh, I watched a huge like documentary slash review from somebody on YouTube talking about what like how Majora's Mask was different and how many why Majora's Mask worked so well. And they talked about like every other water level in video games is just a fucking trudge and it's a chore to be in water. And here you've got um, Majora's Mask where. It's the fastest and most nimble Link has ever been when he's in Zora form. Mm -hmm. And that's the water level. And Ori, I'm, I, I'm not saying they took a page out of that, but like one of the best parts, one of the best movements in Ori is being underwater. And like being able to just freely control his movement like that. Eh, dude, I, I can't recommend that game enough. If people are out there and they're talking about Hollow Knight... And they're talking about certain games like that. They're talking about Dead Cells or Axiom Verge or something like that. Like, And you haven't played Ori, you are fucking up. It is just, God, they're, they're, it's just a perfect game. I want every fucking game to be like that because it's beautiful. The fucking soundtrack, dude. Like, Danielle and everybody kept coming into the room and they were like, I don't know what this game is, but the game sounds beautiful. Like, it's it's a fucking masterpiece of a fucking title. And, you know, it doesn't get the fucking respect that it deserves because it's on Xbox. So, uh, they, they're, they're, they fucking murdered it. I, I can't believe the they made a second game that much better than the first one because the first one was perfect. The first one I was sitting there and I didn't want it to fucking stop. So, that's that sequel's across the board. We're doing good. That's one of, that's, <laughs> that's like the best feeling when you, the second game of something that you hold so close to you is just mm -hmm. like holy crap like how did this how do they make that happen man like, yeah when they when they announced ori 2 at e3 i believe dude i screamed mm -hmm. i was so fucking happy because somebody who puts that much care into a game and creates that foundation of a game i don't see them fucking it up right i mean like i it's such a perfect game yeah dude just rehash that give me more of that and i'll be fucking happy 
That was you know, and it, and both of them are on fucking Game Pass. You can literally play both of them goddamn things right now for one dollar. It's fucking nuts. It was like um, when Arkham Asylum went to Arkham City for me. I thought that was like, oh, that was that same moment you're explaining oh, yeah. right now. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ! Like you did everything that I loved, but then yeah. you you did it. You like you you took a notch further and. That is fucking awesome. I, I I just remember that same day, like, because Arkham Asylum was one of my first uh, PS3 yeah. games. So when I when I played that, I was like, dude, this game fucking rules. I that was one of the platinum game games I actually platinum. And then I I got obsessed with it. And then Arkham City came out, and I was like, let's do this. And oh man, that shit yeah. killed, that shit was fucking just. I'll give them even more props for that because they took on a much more ambitious project. Because Arkham Asylum was a little tighter. Like a little more um, enclosed. Sure. You know, you're in the fucking prison stuff and you're just wandering from area to area. Um, Arkham Asylum almost reminded me of, holy fuck, what was it? It was like a Goosebumps game or something for the PC fucking years ago. Uh, I don't think it was Goosebumps. I can't fucking remember the thing. But um, that was like, it was it was a perfect fucking game in its own little right. And then Arkham City comes out and you have an entire fucking Gotham City to fucking explore and all this shit. So they took a huge fucking leap and Arkham city was most people's favorite fucking game of the series. Like they fucking killed that. And that's, that's really where like they started fucking, um, integrating all the extra characters like placed around the city. So perfectly, mm-hmm. uh, that was, that was a fucking and, masterpiece. And like the, yeah. Rid- the Riddler trophies were like way more like creative, but, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the Catwoman edition of like, her gameplay and traversal through the city was fucking sick, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. the the challenge rooms I really like doing those, uh, like the stealth ones and the like then like the little like beat everybody without dying things. Um, yeah, those were. It was just like I I like how they did this because like with Arkham City, it was like we're well, gonna give you this big city, but we're not gonna give you the biggest city. Like we're gonna make mm-hmm. this section of uh, of Gotham be like a prison city. So it's a yeah. it's instead of going from 0 to 100, they gave you that halfway point so you can like it's still a great evolution but it's it's not so crazy that like when a game comes out you're like where something's feel empty. It was still super dense because it was a bit it wasn't like going from like Arkham Asylum to Arkham Knight, you know. It was it, I like I do like that a lot. It was like we're going to give you more but we're not going to straight up just go from Arkham Asylum to like a GTA situation, mm-hmm. but I like that because it's a smaller city. But there was so much to do, and every time you got out there, there was like a new thing to check out. But it wasn't overwhelming like a lot of games are today. Like you play any new Assassin's Creed game, the moment you start, there's like seven thousand different icons on the map, and you're like, whoa, what? Like, what does anything fucking do? Like, what does anything in this game do now? Yeah, that was that was a great. That was one of the. That's the most notable one off the top of my head where I can think of like sequel evolution. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Well, boys, you want to hit our first mate big ass topic? What we got? Oh, well, I think we're gonna talk about. Uh, so when we like did that tour in August, we got to hit not a fucking ton, but like a bunch of like a pretty good chunk of like cool. And a few absolute god-awful game stores. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun for us to talk about, like, like this is not, like, we're not people that, like, focus on, like, retro gaming. But, like, obviously it's something that we're all into. So, like, what makes, like, a cool, like, new and, like, retro store 
what like what like what when you walk into a store what entices you to spend money there what makes you actually want to support that place like what makes this place attractive to you um because like i think one of the unfortunate like true stereotypes about nerd culture is a lot of uh the stores that you go to that support it can be really uh are like very easy to dismiss for either like completely justifiable or like totally unjustifiable reasons yeah and that all a lot of that amounts to because I'm, I'm over here thinking about it myself and the first thing i wanted to bring up would might not be something y'all care about at all um because like i was um obviously born in louisiana raised out there so i'm just like kind of like a common courtesy kind of person yeah. and just like a, literally just like not being a fucking dickhead off the back unless you're given some reason to you know and so my first thing as far as like if i want to spend money there just walk the fuck out like if the person in there i don't need this fucking GameStop employee hey guys what you doing what you what can i help you with oh we got indigo prophecy over here every time you play it's a different ending you know i don't need that i don't want that i'll probably walk out if that's there mm-hmm. but also i remember um there's a few game stores i walked into in like seattle and also um montreal i believe and like immediately the people in there whether they're sitting at a desk or just talking to somebody else like they immediately just start mean mugging you or like just like staring you down with this fucked up stink eye and that that like pisses me off more than anything like dude you don't have to fucking look at me maybe because i I was like the weird kid in high school that like i don't like people fucking staring at me more Mm -hmm. than anything like what the fuck are you looking at my guy um so the fucking motherfucker working there first and foremost like or just the people like that are in there and shit like dude why are you why are are you a cock you know obviously if uh the selection or anything is so crazy or something like that i'll deal with it or if the prices are fucking good enough but and i get it like hoseon and i have believed have talked about this because he works at one the shit y'all gotta deal with and i mean everybody has you know fucking bitches gripes complaints about their jobs but y'all do have to deal with some fucking morons coming in there and asking you know how much why why a certain card is expensive or why a certain game is expensive or why you won't give them more for their fucking ps2 or something Mm -hmm. i get that but my first thing is the motherfuckers like behind the fucking register and their vibe you know so this actually one of the things i wanted to talk about because i was so like we all have the perspective of like being consumers in these places but hosey and your you have a more unique perspective because you work at not just a game store, but like you know a uh, a nerd culture store. We'll describe it as that, but a, re- a really cool one uh, that caters to a lot of different niches. Um, and everyone at your store, I would say, is always really nice, really welcoming, and it's a pretty low pressure place to walk into. Like I don't, I definitely don't feel like I have thirty minutes to be in and out. Otherwise, like people are gonna be pissed at me. But you've definitely got some stories of dealing with some fucking. Uh, What's some absolute subhuman level humanity? <laughs> so, one of the things I would wonder is you're normal. You're ninety percent of the time a very nice, cordial, humble person, and you have a pretty high threshold for like annoyances from a lot of people. But what is one of the things like what Bert's talking about? That where people start you start mean mugging somebody, and you start trying to feel like maybe you need to be kind of cold to coax them out. 
what's what are some things that like irk you about customers like ju- like not not just minor annoyances but the things that like like the justifiable shit that pisses you off the the main thing that pops up to me is like at my job like you said we have so many like different things like we have anime comics video games like there's so many like different corners of like this whole world that we and so there's a lot of stuff in the store there's a lot there's the space is pretty big my number one thing that i think i hate the most is when you the employee becomes someone else's kid's babysitter (laughs) i didn't even think about that oh yeah that's the that's a whole nother level that's the thing like i was waiting for you to mention that but i was like i don't think he'll mention it because it's kind of like a like a corner topic i just kind of forget that this happens yeah i forget that there's children yeah like dude god i and this happens a lot because like i live in a tourist city so there's always like big families and shit but I, I can just I can still see them now, even though I've been off work for two weeks. <laughs> but like, dude, you got like you got family that comes in with four kids, and they're all they're straight running around with like like candy mouth with like blue lips and shit. Like they're and they're like they're just running around and grabbing stuff. And I don't, you know, whatever. But when you got, I remember one situation where. This kid, um, and here's the thing that makes me the most mad, is, like, the kids, they're kids. I can be annoyed, but it's the parents that act childish is way worse. Um, Like, so one one instance I can bring up, so right near, right where, where I stand, that's where we have, like, all the new comics, or, like, the back issue new ones. Um, And one day, there was a family there. It, it was like two kids or whatever and they were talking to us and they were like oh man how much is this game worth how much is this how much is this and uh you know we're letting them know or whatever and the kid grabs the the shelving of where we keep the back issue comics and literally just pulls it down and maybe a hundred comics fly off the shelf mm-hmm. all Fuck. and they're all wrapped they're the new ones from the the week before and yeah. um and they're just like, I forgot. He's like, oh my god! And then they look at me like, wow, can't believe he did that. And I'm just like, immediately, I'm like, wow, I can't believe you're you. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what I do? I go off and I start fixing it. And they're just looking at me like, wow, man, I'm sorry that he did that. And I'm just like, you just suck, dude. Like, and and, and I have to watch the kid. The kids running around like he's like by the arcades and they're over here by the counter and i'm watching them i'm watching the kid because he's going through all the cards and, and i'm like kind of looking around and i wish you could just be like dude how about you be a parent real quick so yeah i think the biggest thing that like when it comes to like the negatives of working at a, at a store where you're constantly you must communicate to people at all times you can't be the guy who just like disappears um yeah is is the babysitting factor and and it it kind of turns into a babysitting the parent thing too cuz you have to like you have to like kind of like subtly direct them back to like getting their kid back in order and like i hate i hate that more than anything when like a parent can't just like keep their own shit together with their kid totally and, and especially with the comic thing that happened that like i don't want you to help me cuz you're going to do it wrong anyway so i didn't expect you to because there's a whole thing with it 
but they're just they were literally standing over me if i looked up the, they didn't even try you know? yeah they were literally just like looking at me like man can't believe you did that oh my god i can't did they even it. say anything to the kid uh no they were just like come here well yeah that's why he's acting like that in the first place exactly because oh dude um and there was this other kid i think <laughs> i i think it's just like when the kids are rude i'm like oh man like i could be so mean and you would like cry or something but it's like I'm not going to do that, obviously, but it's when they're acting that way and the parents are just, like, sitting there, like, letting it happen. I'm like, you're not going to tell your kid to chill? Bro. Like, that is the most crazy thing. Like, the kids, whatever. But when the par- when the mom is just sitting there like, <laughs> I'm like, you suck so bad. Yeah. Okay, so I'm really glad we got that, and I got another question for you about the topic after this, but I'm going to throw some two cents in there. Last July 4th, we were up here. This was before we moved to New Hampshire. We were tubing down one of the lakes. July 4th, it's packed, there's thousands of fucking people and shit, but we come up to the end, and it's, um, there's like, there's like six of us, right, in our little group, and we're just tubing down, and they have little beach spots to stop at, so we come up, and there's this fat fucking jackass wearing sunglasses with a beer in his hand, and his kid, his little fuck, is sitting there with a fucking super soaker, and he's fucking, like, spraying people as they're going by. But so we're floating down and like obviously the girls don't they don't want to get their hair wet or something like that it doesn't matter but like the kid is spraying us in the face mm-hmm. and Danielle is saying something like can you can you not spray me in the face and then the guy starts fucking going oh what are the are the are the strangers afraid of a little water it's just water and we're all looking at each no other that's like, not the fucking point it's dude, the, the point is to not Jesus. be a dick I am, and to teach your kid to have like, some grace i hope people. i hope you get aids i hope you have aids get the I hope virus you die get the virus from aids yeah the corona wasn't around back then but i, I wished he would die I, I, I think he's already dead because I don't understand how how you could go that much longer in life living that way. But like I was just like, uh, so I told I said I was like, if we go fucking tubing again, I'm bringing a bigger super soaker. I'm gonna buy a big boy super soaker that parents won't buy their fucking kids. The one with a fucking backpack. Let a little fucking shit smoke me in the fucking face. I'll fucking <laughs> oh, dude. I'll pull that thing. I'll be like a fire hose onto his little dick. And then guess what? His dad's going to be like, don't do that to my kid. You're hurting him. I'll be like, oh, is he afraid of a little water? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hosey, I feel that 100%. Parents suck. Little shit suck. Now, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad we got that, but <laughs> I understand. Hosey on hates kids now. Um, <laughs> as like when you're working in the store, same question Tom gave you, but more so like, the average individual consumer slash uh, store visitor. We babysit a lot of regulars. Jesus. Um, you babysit Koopa Brothers. Like, like, <laughs> and 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 you know, and there are some situations where I don't care because, like, I actually really like when they come in. And there, yeah. there is a guy who, um, you know, he's disabled and autistic and everything so like he he comes in and he's like he just he brings his game and he just chills and i don't care uh like i i don't really care about that yeah now y'all have little like seating areas yeah right? yeah, yeah 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 and he knows okay. us all he knows all of us by first name basis we know him mm-hmm. uh he comes in because i think his dad or mom drops him off whenever does he listen to this podcast do you need to watch what you say <laughs> no no he doesn't um okay. i think he calls me jonah sometimes but um 
<laughs> but yeah. So, so you're saying he can't figure out Spotify. I'm gonna start calling you Jonah. <laughs> but yeah, so like that's a situation where it's like, oh look, like Quinn's here, cool, like good to see him. He comes in once a week, always at the same time. Yeah. Um, but then you have this other guy. Um, I don't even know his real name. We call him Turtle Bum because he's obsessed <laughs> with Ninja Turtles. And every time he, and he's also really creepy because he's like, "Hey, sweetie," to all the the girls that work there and stuff. And he comes in there with his uh, girlfriend sometimes, and then he'll he'll tell us like, like, "Oh, like she's not my girlfriend," blah blah blah. Um, and then like try to like flirt with one of the girl customer uh, employees, uh, coworkers that I have, and it's just like he's just so he's just. He's not even being like threatening. He's just like, oh, he's here. Got to deal with him again. Type like situation. So yeah, we do have. Except now he's in jail. So never mind. <laughs> All right, on pause, <laughs> rewind. Everything stops here. Why is he in jail? I have no clue. But okay, pause, pause. That's fine. Make something up. Go. <laughs> I uh, okay. His girlfriend came in uh, one time, like selling stuff. So he killed his girlfriend. She was selling. She was selling some stuff. And then she was like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get him out." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh God!" <laughs> um, it's like that. Huh? And then, right. and here's the story gets even worse. This guy comes in, sells us a bunch of comics. It's like, "Oh, okay, cool. They're Ninja Turtle comics, so whatever, we buy them." Uh, Is this Turtle Bum? It's not Turtle Bum. Okay. His girlfriend comes in a couple weeks later. Has anyone sold you Ninja Turtle comics recently? No. Yes. Why? Because they're stolen, he went into total. He went into total bomb stuff. Oh, here's where it gets oh. fucking crazy. Oh god, it's intertwined. Oh, now it's crazy. No, no, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> listening, you baby. won't. You're gonna laugh at this. They know. were fucking jail buddies. He <laughs> told him. Fuck? He told him that he was a big time Ninja Turtles fan. He had all these comics, this and that, like, blah blah blah. I don't know know the extent of the conversation, but yeah. When that guy got out, he somehow figured out everything and stole all his stuff to bring it to us. So his jail buddy ended up betraying him. No new friends, baby. That's fucking hilarious. And then the lady comes back. This was a while ago. And we didn't know, so we were selling through stuff. She comes, oh, can I get a refund for everything? What? We had no idea anything was going on. I can't. We can't just give you the money that we made from the comics. Like that. That's a whole. That's a different situation. Way like a police situation. Um, and she was just like, "I know who it was. I'm gonna have a word with him." And then she just left. <laughs> and I was like, Fuck. "Dude, the stuff. I'm telling you, man. The stuff that happens at my my job. Like, you would never have thought that story existed ever. But there are so many crazy ones, dude. Honestly." As I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about every job I've ever had and how there are regulars everywhere. And I wonder what, like, it is to people that, like, if there's room to fit in or to, like, squeeze themselves and they're allowed and accepted to do so, if there are just individuals out there that need that comfort of socialization without, like, having for people to accept them because y'all as a business y'all can't be like hey get the fuck out turtle bum but the guy just wants to come in and play his 3ds or something there's people around and somebody at the counter he can look at and be like hey jonah um because at mcdonald's we had fucking regulars that would chill at the fucking counter or just go sit down Dude, and stare that's at a us. different type of person right there Jeez. different t- 
different type of person, but also but the like same it's everywhere. Type of mental illness. I worked it. I wor- and I don't want to go too far off topic here because this is this is a topic for a completely different kind of podcast. I don't know. But this is on brand. <laughs> I worked at a. I worked at my buddy Vince's gun shop. Um, a little for a little while after I was. Never mind. This is off brand. <laughs> what? I said never mind. This is off brand. Now. Exactly. So like I worked <laughs> at my buddy's it. gun shop, and there would be people that come in there. And just sit at the counter and talk to us every fucking day. And I did not. And they'd stay in there for like three hours. They would just be walking around. We had two aisles because it was like a gunsmithing shop. And they just look at the same Molly fucking mag pouch the whole fucking time. EMS, that's a different story. If you want the story of EMS regulars, go watch Reno 911. Reno 911 is a documentary. It is 100% factual. There are motherfuckers out there that get into shit every single day. And they be calling fucking 911 or have people call 911 on them. We see certain people every single day. Sometimes with the same disease process, which is really wild because there was this girl, Crystal, who hit on us every fucking time. But she was this nasty ass broad from fucking, uh, 70, uh, fucking 70805. And she, she had like uh, tachycardia in her heart, SVT, every, uh, like multiple times a week. And we'd have to go and shock her back into fucking rhythm so she's just getting shocked multiple times it can't be good for her fucking heart Jesus, man. regardless it's crazy that like every job because i imagine anybody with any other job where the where the public can frequent mm-hmm. there are the regulars that just come and want to implant themselves and just exist around other people and, and you know what's weird is like we have like a little bit of like homeless and like like people coming through but that's not even that big of a problem compared to like the actual like crazy rich entitled like i got six kids but i don't know any of their names type people yeah like that is the real that is a real thing and and man (laughs) maybe we can do a later episode where i just tell stories because like dude i could literally go on i thought of another one but it doesn't really pertain but damn (laughs) yeah no could be it could be a little bit uh during every uh episode we do like Hosey on Story Corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. As long as you know, work still exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a that's a great point. Um, well, Hosey, I do think that your store is lucky. We'll be able to weather this storm because I don't I don't know your boss's uh, financial position, but because you guys don't have money going out for inventory, at least that's one bill that you don't have to deal yeah, with. Yeah, no, no. with the, with this situation, and we talked about it. My boss, he feels good about it. Like like we have been fortunate where we are in Savannah, and pretty much on the East Coast up until you go to like the more northern uh, states. Like we're a, kind of like a like pillar, and and yeah. luckily it worked out that way. And we have had business always been super great since the start of the store's history and before I was there. And, like, it just gets bigger and bigger as far as, like, popularity and, like, you know, how we do. So, luckily, you know, not every store is like that, and that is a bummer um, because there are stores that I can talk about on this podcast that I I don't know if I'm concerned for, but I'd just be super bummed if it just stopped being around. Well, this is the episode to do that. Yeah. Um, so- well, I mean, yeah, this is what's – just hit it then. Like, is there a specific store – that you're like concerned about or like a category of stores and why and what yeah and like what's the what's the reason um my and you guys know this by now too but my, one of my favorite stores and you guys been there was uh is final form up in portland yeah um i love that place and i you know i talk to him every now and then and he seems like he's doing well and he was for a while when the coronavirus thing first started getting around he was doing like game deliveries like around town which is pretty cool 
uh, or like you know, because he's a uh, their store is also like a record shop too. So he was doing music and all that. And um, but and you know, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying like you're in a bad place or whatever. But I I do remember the store being new around the time we went there. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't very like super popular at the time, and um and and it just sucks because like for what that store is it does some it's like really unique it's a it's a record store and a game store it's small but it packs a punch of like what kind of stuff they deliver and i love that about them because you don't have to be like a walmart level store or like a gamestop situation if you have a unique thing that is yours and you do it well like if you're in a shoebox it's gonna be sick so yeah um those are the kind of things I don't want to see go away when this all ends. It's like they're they're killing it, uh, and that and as far as like how unique and cool and super nice he was when I talked to him that time, and we were able to develop a relationship post me meeting him. Um, so yeah, there that's that one, and then Tom, you went to this one with me. Uh, that one in a uh, Panama City, Dusty's. That that would oh yeah, yeah that yeah. store is awesome. That surprisingly sick. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, and they have a weird system where when they get new games in, they post about them immediately and people can people can uh, kind of like reserve their slot for the game. So like they oh, don't wow. even have to come into the store uh, to get them. So they might have a thing where they can still get this stuff done, uh, quote unquote, contactless. Um, so I wonder how that's doing. But when it, mm. when they first told me that, it was weird for me who works at a game store. I would be like, dude, that's so much fucking work. Like, how do you post things? And then John uh, gets uh, dead to rights and then Bert wants to get Halo 2. Uh, what if Bert never shows up? I could have sold this game to Bob or whatever. So it's yeah. like, that is... does it Does it look like they reach out to those people and like... Dude, they had asked them to commit to a payment. Like, how much do you know about this this system that they have? Just from creeping, I looked like behind the counter, and like they had everything with like people's names and stuff. So they might have already fulfilled the orders. Mm-hmm. But well, hopefully, hopefully it's a hopefully they have some sort of payment system or some sort of a like it, it could. I mean, if it works the way comics do, then that's like a, a risky thing. Because the way it works in comics is you set up subscriptions through stores, and they get you whatever issues you want but you don't pay ahead and there are people that never pick up their books and cost a store three hundred dollars after not picking up three months worth of shit that's come in or like you get a book you get all your books for a week and you go like i don't really want this one you can put it back on the shelf a lot of times no harm no foul and that's just a lost sale of that store so i would hope that maybe it's just a list of like trusted regulars or something like that yeah you know but that is a. Uh, I mean it's Everyone's got to figure out ways to be competitive and, you know, and compete with the fact that no one can go on eBay and just buy a game quickly. So I think I mean, it's cool that they're I'm trying actually, to do that, hopefully. I'm built- I would love to know what how it works. Yeah. And they were doing that, like, before. Like, so I wonder how that's going now. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually building a website right now for my job because we're never we've never sold things online because we don't have it i was gonna ask like if because i know planet fun has like a pretty good instagram following you that's decent we've just started really using it um no because i was gonna say like y'all are still probably able to fulfill orders and make money for the shop just to give it kind of like something to uh carry itself over the next couple of months yeah most places in georgia you can still go to the business for work um, 
but you can't uh, you can't be open uh, for customers. I think Savannah's kind of in that spot. Um, so a lot of places around here are shifting to mail order. There's this place that I don't necessarily like a lot, but um, has all kinds of crazy shit. I, I took Hosey in there once. Mm-hmm. This place, uh, Steel Collectibles. Oh. And that dude, is he's open four to six every day just to fulfill, just to like, so you can call him, ask what you want, and then he'll mail it to you. Or I think he's still down to do curbside stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, he, but he actually streams on it. One th- cool thing he's doing is he doesn't have like a great website either, but every day on Facebook, because I think that's where he has his biggest following on socials, is he just does a live stream going through the new stuff he got in that uh, day and kind of showing what's in stock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and uh, we talked about that with... Uh, with Planet Fun, but I'm I'm making the website just because like we've never had to rely on online and like kind of the cool thing about our store that my boss feels is like it's like the old days. It's like and he's you know that's like his his time his era. Yeah, he's like almost forty. So he was like, I like you know you come into the store and you have a story for later. You come back and you got more hype. It's it's the very planting the seed type thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. he's very about that so like that is something that unique to us is like when people ask like do you sell stuff online it's like no we don't they'll be like ah but then after that they're like that's actually kind of cool though i'm like yeah like that's it's just like that moment when you know when we go on tour or something you walk into a store and you see something you've been looking for but you don't buy it online when you could have it was just like you know he's about that too so he's like oh i can get this cool game on ebay but i want to just fi- i want to find it uh, well, the hunt, the hunt is like that's the best thing. For, like, so I, I was. This is one of the things that I wanted to touch on about uh, about game stores in general is. Um, so I've done like. Uh, I did a couple of interviews last year for Vatican where people were asking me different questions about like all kinds of shit. Whenever it got to like mental health, people would be like, "Well, what do you do to manage it?" And I'd be like, "It sounds fucking stupid, but one of like my main things that I do to like." Like, my primary hobbies is, like, going out and hunting for things. And, like, well, what do you mean? Um, and it's, I like... I killed a bear. Well, it's, yeah. My, I, I go out with my guitar, and I hit a bear upside its fucking skull while it's fucking rescuing a drowning sa- uh, salmon. Um, but fucking... Sorry, Bert, you made me lose my train of thought. Um, sorry. But, like, the hunt thing is such a big aspect of, uh, of retro collecting. And that is very much, like, half the fun for me now. Especially with how much of a pain in the ass it is to rig up your old systems to uh-huh. new TVs. Like, I don't have a CRT, so, like, a lot of my old games don't get played that often because it's such a pain in the ass. Um, but I still love to go out and try to find them because sometimes it's not necessarily about the game. It's about the feeling of finding it and being able to get in, like, the feeling of finding it and be like, I can't believe I finally got this after failing at finding it in person so many yeah. times. And, you know, believe it or not, working at a game store, that feeling does not go away. Because, you know, I people can be like, oh, you just get it from your job. But it's like, well, the same thing happens when, like, you're just – you come in on a normal day. You don't expect shit. And then that guy comes in and he's just like, I'm, I'm trying to sell this Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller. I'm like, holy shit, that's mine. Like, yeah. like who – like – the the t- like the timing of it all like I had to work I'm not out of town this guy in Savannah has this and it, it, yeah you still never know what's exactly gonna come in and what's gonna so come it, out. it is you guys aren't Bond stars it is a really cool feeling too to ha- yeah. to be like like dude this guy came in uh, a, a couple months ago and 
it was a guy who was made for me. That's why I call it. Because, like, he came in with a box <laughs> of Resident Evil, Castlevania, and Metal Gear Solid shit. That's all he had. And I was like, dude, I'm going to buy this, and then I'm just going to buy this. Like, like the store is going to buy it, and then I'm going to literally just take this shit. Because it was, like, everything mm-hmm. I love. It was, like, cool figures, Leon, Snake, Meryl, Metal Gear figures, and, like, books and guides and, and like, sealed copies, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, yeah, like, this is... And there was, like, Silent Hill stuff in there as well. I was like, this... And then we ended up talking for a while. We traded numbers, and he texted me, like, a lot of his Metal Gear collection that he has. And I was like, that's so sick that a guy, like, lives near me who has, like, the same exact interests, but we'll never, like, hang out. But, like, he'll he'll come in and he'll sell stuff. Like, that, that to me is, like, there's, like, a... There's, like, a cool magic about that. Yeah, it's a cool communal thing. Yeah. Um, Well, question for you about the website that you're building um i think a big definitely like a lot of like game stores and like nerd stores i think are kind of behind the times uh, this is one of the things that actually upsets me about lots of these places is uh they're behind the times on keeping their customers their, their customers informed online like you said like planet fun uh i haven't looked at the social media in a while but it was always like the Instagram was pretty so-so. The uh, the Facebook stuff like was like just fine. Like being like we're open, we got this cool thing in. Yeah. But um, it's not consistent. And most of the places up here um, that I go to, whether that be like game stores or comic stores, are all kind of the same way. Where like the uh, like my comic store, it's a comic and like game store. They don't even have any social media besides Facebook, which is very very bare bones. Mm-hmm. And they're in the website basically just links to the facebook um and i think that's one of the things that actually rubs like when i find a a game store that really makes an effort uh online that's like one of the things that is really attractive to me that i think is pretty rare to find it it is and so like i was wondering like with your website like with the website you're building like what's like, what are some of the goals? Are you guys going to inventory everything? Because you've never done that. We've, we've never had an inventory, and, like, my, we're still figuring that out. And, like, I guess right now, because, like, this the whole coronavirus thing is so, like, unknown of and up until this point, it's, like, my boss is, like, well, I guess it's a good time to maybe actually focus on online stuff. Because before, it was, like, that blessing thing. Like, you don't know what you have until it goes away. Um, like, we have the ability to never have to rely on any of that stuff uh, because of, like, where we are located and, like, the, you know, being the only shop like this around. But then now we're in the situation where that that can't be, like, you know, stimulated. So now it's like, well, damn, what do we do now? And this is that learning, like, that learning experience where it's like, well, dude, if you had a powerful online presence, like, you might have been able to, like, like figure this out. Um yeah totally but and so this is like the whole learning thing where it's like damn well i guess we're gonna figure it out so i mean first things first is like starting with the website you you kind of just want to focus on it being more of a landing page um mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of go from there one store that is really awesome and they've they've always had a good online presence but they're definitely we're doing this before the virus but are still doing it now because they can um pink gorilla games is uh yeah, based in Seattle, the guy, somebody in that store, he just streams on Twitch him fixing systems. That's and cool. he like fixing Super Nintendos. I mean, that's kind of what got them broken into recently. 
because I think people were figured out where it was and how late it was and knowing no one would be there after a certain time because the guy would log off, yada, yada. There are risks involved. But mm-hmm. um, he'd be there like at midnight just like fixing Super Nintendos. And I think one day he streamed and made $8,000. Off of just donations? And yeah. Like subs and things yeah, like that? It, yes. <laughs> See, that that's one of the things that I, I'm like... Okay, so obviously one of the things that draws people into a store that we've talked about is uh that makes you a regular is your relationship with the people in there mm-hmm. like even if you're not friends with the people in there feeling like you're friends for the 20 minutes that you're inside that place dealing with whatever you know and you know like a little bit about each other's lives and this and that and that's one of the ways that you really build a strong customer base and a strong base of regulars who want to support you like yeah uh like with all this shit that's going on right now uh there are no new comic books going out, but still every week I go to my comic shop and I drop like a, you know, like the same amount of money I would normally be dropping every week on new books on like other shit just because I'm like, this is like my spot and like these are like my people and like they're not my friends, you know, but like it's the best, it's like the best group of people I know from that community here. Like I want to like help them out and like so many store owners I think understand that, but aren't don't realize how much you can monetize that online to people who have never been to your store because they're so far away, you know? And I like, there's this show I watch on YouTube called comic book palace. And it's just like once a month, they put out this like hour long document, like documentary style episode where it's just a dude goes into the store with a camera and just films the interactions between the owner and his customers and interviews the customers. And that place is, uh, business has skyrocketed because of that series, and even when they just live stream like a Q and A update thing, you know, it gets massive views and this and that. That's and really and cool. That. And like, I'm not saying everyone has to like put out, you know, a History Channel style documentary about their store, but like, why would you not at least attempt to take advantage of that communal aspect in a way where? It, bare minimum it just helps you build awareness and awareness is always good but like like you're saying this dude has built a community of people around him that are willing to give him eight thousand dollars for essentially just doing his normal you know probably 25 an hour job mm-hmm. maybe and and it's cool because like he's he's also you know um giving someone a skill to learn because he's teaching he's yeah. teaching so it's cool I, I like that and my boss has all the same you know abilities he's super smart and he can do all that kind of stuff so we, We've just been kind of like learning, you know, from the people who are doing things better. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, going back to the question and Bert touched on this uh, in the beginning, like what makes a good game store to me is that ability to feel like, man, I want to go back. And you, like, because the people were cool or the environment was like, like fun to be around. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I can name a bunch of stores where I, f- especially working at one like there are little there's like little ticks and like little things that like mean a lot to me um like when i don't say hey how you doing when someone walks through the door but i have that rule like the like the six feet ten feet rule if like you're if we locked eyes i'm gonna say what's up or if you're in like within like five six six feet away from me i'll be like hey how's it going you know like that's because yeah. I feel like that's when another person is comfortable to be approached. Um, like if I'm behind the counter and you look in the counter and look at the N64 games and I'm two feet away from you, then I'm going to be like, 
hey what how's it going they're like, oh cool how you doing blah 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 um but you know like there are also stores where i feel like weird when i go up to the counter and the guy's standing literally right there and nothing he doesn't say a word he doesn't say hey do you want to yeah. check anything in the case or do you want to see anything like i get it like not everyone's like wants to even be talked to but no one should really be bothered to be asked that either um mm-hmm. especially when you're a retail store where you have to depend on some people to grab things yeah, for you, you you you're dealing with people and there's human interaction and there's know? a barrier between you and the product so the guy has to get it for you um i was yeah. about to say like don't there's you think such like a healthy medium like people again we're dealing with nerd culture people where it tends to attract some introverts. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you need to. I, I hate when you go to these stores like that that have like you're saying hosing like stuff that's inaccessible to me without an employee, and an employee doesn't even attempt to like allow you uh, access to it. I had that. I had that situation today at this like other comic store that I go to mm-hmm. because I kept trying. There was like some shit that I wanted that's fucking up on a wall. I need. A, I need like a twelve foot ladder to get to it. And this and the the dude at the front. He's definitely the kind of guy where he lets you come in, he says, hey, how can I help you? And then he doesn't give a shit if you spend four hours picking through shit there, you know? Mm -hmm. He won't bother you. But, like, I kept trying to get him to be like, hey, man, like, you mind if I grab something off this wall? But he was talking to one of his buddies about Mortal Kombat up at the front, talking about some, like, combo chain or something. And after, like, six times of asking him and 20 minutes of just waiting, I just fucking left. I mean, that's that's (laughs) what happens, dude. Yeah, and it's like, how can you, like, like I, I get it, like, you, you don't want to deal with something right now, and maybe, like, the six bucks I was going to pay for that thing doesn't make it worth it, but, like, that, that, people, those experiences stick with people forever, and just because someone, also because someone is, like, afraid to, like, if you have, like, an introvert person who's, like, feels nervous about asking, yeah, you know, they're still going to remember the fact that, like, no one offered to help them, because that makes them feel even less well. Well, that means, that, like, that's what, like, and this becomes less of a game sort of thing, and more of just a human thing, like, you can tell when someone needs help um, yeah. in situations uh, based on body language. And there's a lot of things like, dude, we have a lot of weird freshmen, like furry anime people come in all the time. Oh, I got a, sto- I got a plan and, and, fun story for you after and this. And there's, there's a customer that comes in who wears a backpack bigger than her. And she's just like, oh, like super timid and like, man, you don't, you can't even hear it when they talk, which also makes me mad. But like, they're just like, I'm like, uh, what? So like, mm-hmm. but I've seen this person, uh, and you can just kind of tell cause like they're kind of like floating, you know? And, and my job as someone who works at a store is to also be aware of someone doing things like that. So then I can go, Hey, you want to grab the keys for you? You want to check something out? And they'll be like, and then they'll be like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, like, and that's, that's a lot of, a lot of people don't do that kind of shit because they're like, oh, they didn't say nothing to me. So why would I do? It's like, well, dude, you just have to, you have to be able to feel the room and get that, be aware. And then that's a, I mean, Motherfucker, it's also your job. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and like people who don't. But also from from like the customer standpoint, because I am the type of person like I I I I I don't know if it's just the fact that I like to do things on my own and I like to find shit. Like I love actually like a, and a game store. Either it's a game store or Home Depot. You know, like I like to 
look for it until I find it or if I don't find it, it's not there. So I appreciate the hell. Yeah, like I said, like, I'm not going to fucking go back to a game store if the dude's a cock behind the fucking thing or if he, if I'm just getting me mug or something. But also, like, I, I, every time I'm at Home Depot and I'm looking for something, I probably look like I need help. And Home Depot is a little different because there's 20 people. Like, every time I see somebody, they'll be like, you sure you don't need help, man? Mm-hmm. Sure you don't need help? And it's Home like, Depot's mad it's with anxious that. for me when I go there because I don't want motherfuckers to talk to me. I don't want motherfuckers to like, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Hey, man, you have some? No, I'm good. Thank you. But they see me again, like, still looking. I already told you, dude. I already told you. I know you're there. I got it. And, like, game stores, the same thing. Like, I've gone to game stores where every two seconds... It's like, hey, can I help you find something? Hey, oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm still, can I help you? You know, do you still need help? Do you need help now? Fucker. Dude, well, Shut the fuck dude, up. There, last, I had that problem last fucking Friday when I went to, oh my God. I told, I said earlier, like, I have like, like, I'm still, I'm spending money I should not be spending yeah. at my comic shop every, because I'm like, I like these fucking people and they give me like the environment that I want when I go into a place like right. this. I went to this other shop that I always... I think I took you there, Hosey, for a minute. It's called Dr. Nose, and they're the place that has everything. Like, any obscure shit, they put it out. But they also gouge the fuck out of you for shit. Like, if they know it's worth money or if it's rare, which is fine. But I was, I walk in, and a dude it's like, hey, man, can I help you find anything? I was like, and I told him, nah, man, I'm just going to poke around for like an hour uh, and like find some new shit but if i'll hit you up if i need any help yeah as I, like if i do all it which know. that's how i handle all of that just being like i appreciate the offer and i know that you're the guy i need to find especially yeah. in a small store like that and the dude came up to me five more times mm. and eventually it get like at that point i'm like does this guy think i'm just shoving shit and like in my ass and like mm-hmm. hightailing it Shove out of here with, with shoving a, the shit back with a into fucking dude. ass full of captain america or something like what's the fucking deal here I mean, man and yeah, i that's... hate so there but there is a balance there with there, that like there is a balance and bert remember the guy at the uh mackie no no not that one (laughs) that's like the end of the spectrum but the other remember the uh, we went to the comic book store that was like the size of a home depot Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yes. talking yeah, about yeah, mile yeah, yeah. high, mile, three mile, mile high. Yeah, mile th- high. Th- remember high. that amazing place that's really annoying. Remember that situation? We were uh, watching the statues, and the guy was like, "So what's this guy's name?" It's like his name is Bert, <laughs> and oh. you're two feet away from him. Just, like, yeah, dude, that was weird. And, like, that's man. that's the thing. It's like. It's like yeah. I'm pretty sure I just ran away. <laughs> Didn't dude, he? Shit, he latched on to somebody. He followed me around, you? dude. He latched on to Hosian. I found him. I found him in the near the spawn toys. Absolutely, he was delivering hand home cooked punishments <laughs> and, and, to Hosian's and, and, mouth. And again, like I'm in that situation where it's like I'm a customer, but I also work in a similar field. Like so, I'm kind of like I get what you're doing, man. But I'm God. Like it was it was bad. And 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 dude, like this just happens to be like. On, you know, like Bert, for instance, if Bert came into my store and I never met him in my life, I would not treat him. I would not go, hey, buddy, need help or like some shit like that. Because like you can if you just know how to do your job, you can tell the kind of person who also just doesn't they're in there and they're on yeah. their mission. You don't break that mission immersion. That's the difference between people like smart intelligent people who are able to adapt to a certain situation and people that just have one operation like one way to work because i'm gonna relate this it's the same thing to ems dude i do not treat 
the 80-year-old grandma in the nursing home who's having breathing difficulty or a little asthma attack or something the same way I treat the dude who just got shot in the hood. It's a completely different interaction, and you have to be able to judge, to size somebody up, look at them, and say, okay, how, as a person providing a service, how can I treat them to make this interaction as easy and as comfortable for them as possible? Because that is my job as a paramedic. Your job as a, uh, a sales representative, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, your job is to say, how can I make this person as comfortable and help them to the best of my ability to treat like for their individual self because yeah the fucking pimply ass fortnite kid who wants to come in and play with all the fucking minecraft swords you're probably gonna treat him a little different than the fucking tom you know i mean that's a that's tom. the thing though like you have there's a good chance hosey would treat me i would worse. probably treat him the same i'd be like uh yeah, rick and- <laughs> but you just said you wouldn't no i'd be like uh, rick and morty pops are over there dude um <laughs> Okay. No, no. Thank okay. you, thank you, Brown. No, man. no. You like, like that's oh. the thing is like, you have the person who's just a person and can put themselves in someone else's shoes and be able to like be like, yeah, that guy is cool. He's just looking around. And then you have the person who's like, oh, I gotta follow the the book. This is this is how it is, right? This is how it is. This is how it works in retail. You have to approach everyone the same way. Like if I saw someone like Bert and like I've seen him before, I'd be like, hey, what's up, dude? But if I like a and then you have like. A 75 year old customer looking for comics i'm not gonna be like what's up man how you doing dude like i'm yeah. just gonna be like hey how you doing kind of help you like it there's every- yeah and that's and that's just being an adult and being good at your job because some people and i don't know so like shout out to play and talk in gulfport mississippi they're a really badass shop they have a lot of really like rare ps1 titles and uh like japanese rpgs they have a lot of really cool shit they're priced pretty well so um, that place is a fucking diamond in the rough, and they're, they're, um, they, I don't know if their shtick, because they're called play and talk, is actually chatting with people in the fucking store, mm-hmm. or they, like, specifically scout for employees that are a little more sociable and intelligent, but, like, that was the best conversation I've had in a video game store was at play and talk in Gulfport, and, like, they, I don't know if they're just able to feel people out because like there was two of us and they were th- hearing the games we were talking about and they were talking about parts of those games with us and it became just like this like we were just talking about fucking games it wasn't like oh yeah, yeah yeah that's a good game it was actually diving into the game or talking out specific portions of the game so you could tell they played it and you could tell they knew what the fuck was up it wasn't just yeah that game's cool you know I there's nothing I hate more than anything when you're trying to talk fucking games with somebody and all it is is fucking oh yeah that game is badass or that's cool great fuck off no tell tell me you played it tell me tell me you know about this part tell me you know about that tell me you fucking got scared here or you had a really tough time on this boss or something like that and then we can then we can click then we can fucking share a moment but I'm not gonna fucking think you're a fucking cool guy or want to talk to you just because you're like yeah I saw I also played blinks you know um Maybe it was called Binks. I didn't fucking play that game. You know, fuck it. Uh, Blinks, yes. <laughs> so th- it was it was a very solid fucking shot. Now, like um, some stores, like they want to talk to you, and it's just fucking AIDS, dude. 
it's it's like you just leave me alone and i and i always revert back to i was in gamestop one time when i was like 13 years old Ugh. because that's all i did i hung out at the fucking mall all day because my parents just dropped me off there and fucking went and did things but i'm at gamestop where i just fucking hung out with Tom, and i was looking around i had like 20 bucks I'm looking around like, what should I buy? What should I buy? Blah, blah, blah. And this fucking... There's always the tall bird man, blonde guy at AB Games or GameStop. There's always that dude. And he's like looking at me with his nose up because he's very nasally. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I want to buy a game... But I don't know if I should just keep 20 bucks because everything for 20 bucks. And he's like, you should try Indigo Prophecy. Every every time you play, it's a different ending. And I, God, I was wondering why you hated this game so much. Dude, like, why why tell somebody that about a video game? Like, I know that wasn't, like, a huge thing back then, but I... Motherfucker, I used to read Goosebumps, and I'm bringing this up twice again. This is a weird podcast that I'm bringing all this shit up all back around again, but... I used to read that shit, like, choose your own fucking nightmare and all this stuff where you could flip to the different pages and do all this shit. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's, I don't care. I don't care that I, I, I play it one time and the guy gets killed. I don't play it another time and the girl gets killed. Dude, I don't, why are you trying to sell me a fucking game like that? Like, talk to me about shit a little better. I'm not this shallow jackass who's like, oh my god, I could play it so many times get a different ending. I don't know, yeah. man. Um, I... <laughs> Jose says, yeah. Uh, sure, dude. No, I, I also used to flip through those books, too. If we're talking about the same ones. Those are fun. That's what I'm uh, What books? Like the ones where you can, like, yeah. oh, go oh, to the yeah. left. Yeah, I flip I, and you flip through, through them books. because you turn a page and you die, and you just rewind it. Like, okay, I don't want to go that way. I just read a pretty cool, uh, there's a Deadpool, a Choose Your Own Adventure Deadpool comic I read recently that was pretty mm-hmm. cool, but... If you, like, did something in the first issue, some of the endings said, like, all right, now you have to wait until issue three to do anything else. You're like, but motherfucker, issue two comes out, like, (laughs) next month. They're like, one of the things literally said, like, uh, don't, like, keep picking up your issues, but you won't, like, you can't find out what happens next until issue five, which is the last issue. I was like, this is some fucking bullshit, dude. Um, But, oh, but I had a similar... Not like not the same, but I had an annoying GameStop experience the other day when I went to buy Doom Two. I was one of the people going into GameStop buying games while the employees were uh, on the phone with corporate saying we are going to die of this virus if you don't close the store. So I'm definitely part of the problem. Yep. But uh, I went to buy. I bought Doom. I was like, yeah, let me get Doom for fucking whatever. For I think I said Xbox at first, and he goes, well, only if you promise to buy for your best friend behind the counter here. And I went, uh huh, not today, man. Uh. And he. And then he was like, uh, oh, man. Going with he was it? like, Bob, oh, come on, man. You don't want to support your boy. And I was like, ah, well, uh, nah. And then he said, then he said something else. And I was like, well, I mean, if you can hop over this counter and rip my debit card out of my hand without me, like, I said something like, not like super mean, but definitely kind of foul at that point. Mm-hmm. Like something along the lines of like, if, well, if you can come beat the shit out of me before I beat the shit out of you, I guess you can have 60 bucks. Not like, really mean. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it definitely wasn't. That was really sweet that, of you. Pure. Suck my dick. <laughs> but, but he asked me like four times, man. Like, buy me the game. Buy me the game. Buy me the game. Meanwhile, his manager is standing next to him looking at both of us with just the widest, like, shocked eyes. Like, why the fuck does this guy keep fucking That's saying this shit? That's freaking weird. Ugh. <laughs> but I, it, was, it was definitely strange. And the dude didn't seem that weird. But game, I, I don't know, man. GameStop takes a certain breed of person. It takes a certain breed of person to work at GameStop for a long time because... You are 
they they do not care about you. Right. The people you that, don't that get pay you do not either. like you. <laughs> well, yeah, because like store managers, they get paid like forty grand they get a year, paid in bits. and that sound that sounds nice. Like forty grand a year sounds nice, but those managers are working like 50, 55 hours a I week. Mean, and equivalent jobs where they could be making like you're ma- you manage Taco Bell you can make a hundred grand you and, you, and dude GameStop's turnaround rate you'd only see the same person twice oh yeah it's fucking it's it's crazy when I when I see someone that's been at a GameStop for a long time I'm always like you are a brave brave soul or total and, fucking and anyone man. listening that works at GameStop I know some people in Discord worked slash work at GameStop you can tell me this but um well I had a friend this was back in twenty uh. 11 um i had a friend who managed a gamestop and he got paid on a card that they give you it wasn't like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a paycheck it was like they load a card and you have to to get the money out you go to like some like random atm thing yeah it was like they it was basically so they could do direct deposit without paying for direct deposit that's dude without paying for i work somewhere it's like getting an ebt i get my card loaded or whatever Dude, that's like that's like you're making my you're can't. making it hard for me to like live outside of work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's pretty. I don't know if they do that now, but man, dude, that's there are lots of places converting that now. Like you go to a lot of fast food restaurants, and they say like you get paid weekly or nightly. It's because they're on like a card system like that. Oh, interesting. It's yeah, Maestro it's, cards, it's something like that. Jesus uh, Christ, pretty dirty. GameStop is like. When people like like I don't even consider GameStop like a game store. Like obviously like they have games, so that's just like it's just not even a part of the conversation, you know, and I hate to be yeah. that guy, but like well, it's I mean just that's just what a... it's turned into, you know, it's it's just so fucking gross now. Yeah, like I maybe it was always that way. Like when I was a little kid I used to really like going there and I was definitely the person where I was like, Mom, can you just let me go into GameStop for an hour? Yeah. And you know, unfortunately the people are babysitting me. But I was always pretty like well behaved, I think, with shit like that, but um, is yeah, I I go in now and I just feel so like just kind of gross and disgusting. Uh, I mean, like um, GameStop isn't like and and you know when you go to a Walmart, most of the time, every time the layout's kind of the same. <clears throat> yeah. Nowadays, I go into a GameStop. I, I it's almost like you just know what's there and what isn't. It's like it's like mm-hmm. it, like every. N- Every GameStop, you go in, okay, there's a giant wall of Funko Pops. There's the fucking Pikachu pillows. and It makes me nauseous. And, and, then, and then you got your new game wall and your pre-owned game wall. It's not – but there's nothing – like, I almost don't feel like I need to go to a GameStop anytime I – like, Tom, we went to the mall when I was up there recently. That We walked by a GameStop, and I didn't even think about, like, just even walking in there because I, because oh, yeah. I already just knew – what to expect and and that's crazy now but like because that's what gamestop was missing that we talked about earlier that element of the hunt yeah that like that i mean it exists there because every once in a while like or i don't even think it really exists there anymore like the days of going into gamestop and finding like you know the game is there but you might find it on a deal yeah. some like hilarious use it's deal. Not, that is it's like not. that is so long, Th- that, long that's dead. the thing weren't they about a year or so ago they came out that they were gonna try and update GameSpot's GameStop's model and do like retro All, games and online shit like that. only. Didn't wait for didn't you go to one that did that? No, they Was they they you have to you have to only buy them online. So well, no, so you can buy them online, but the there mark. were they did test having Select stores, stores yeah. that that fit that sold the games physically in the brick and mortar like store. They also had wall. some that did 
comics too. They mm-hmm. tried. They tried like there were basically forty stories where they tried a bunch of different things to see like what besides just becoming Think Geek can save the store, can save uh, that. Company. What's what saves the store has probably been long gone, man. And uh, <clears throat> and the the whole retro thing is like you can trade stuff in, but then you got to buy it online or something. It it's so like yeah like. I don't know. It, it, maybe they don't like they don't have the room for it, or or they don't have enough influx of that type of uh, niche game like community in their in their actual like vicinity to make it viable to keep a section like that open. There's a ton of things, you know. Yeah. So I mean, why like why do it when the pops are still pushing? You know. Yeah. You know something infuriating about buying retro games from them online? They don't mark what. Not just the condition, but if it's complete or not. So, like, you buy, you go on there, and you're like, I'm going to buy, like, these three GameCube games. You might get cases with manuals and discs. You might just get the disc, like, fucking duct tape to the manual. Like, you literally don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't go into a GameStop at all anymore unless, like, I want to, like, oh, you got to go to that one because it's fucking huge in this city. That's, like, a crazy GameStop, you know? Mm-hmm. But then again, that's just more room for pops. And like, and, oh, yeah, and, totally. and you don't. I, I for me, if I just get a new game, I'll, I'll I'll go to Target where there's literally like a five second conversation, and then I'm done. Same. Um, it's Target. Like I, I go to GameStop sometimes because of this app that I use where I get gift cards to it. Mm-hmm. But even that, I kind of stopped doing. Walmart's the the place for new games now, unfortunately, because it's always fucking ten bucks mm-hmm. off. Yep. See, I just moving out here. There's the closest GameStop is an hour away, mm-hmm. um, so I have to go to the Walmart now to buy any games. I bought Doom, Animal Crossing, and one other one, I believe. But like, I hate it because every single time I go and find the mouth breather that works there, and it's nice when I can just be like, because mostly they other people have been in there buying the game already, so I can just go up and tell them, hey, can I get Doom for the Switch or, you know, something like that, and uh, they know what it is, but, like, when I have to follow, like, it's weird because it's like, you know the fucking game, like the Zelda or something, where you're like, hey, I want to shop, and the, t- the, the giant walrus has to slowly walk over to the shop and plop down, all right, what can I get for you? You know, that's what it is, so I have to, like, follow this he thing goddamn giant and fucking point i want that one i'm a 30 year old man and i have to point to the fucking case and be like give me that game <laughs> and then we gotta walk back to the fucking register where they're breathing heavy and mm-hmm. they plop down and ring it the fuck up it sucks but new hampshire doesn't have sales tax and um it's ten dollars cheaper at walmart so that's nice what i do i didn't even think about this walmart does the thing the giant kiosk where you can go and like pick it up up front mm-hmm. i might start doing that if i can do that with electronics how far, I don't know how far is gamestop from your house uh, sorry sorry you know, walmart sorry a walmart like 10 oh, minutes okay. oh yeah it's right there so no question um see that i go digital only baby the i see i was digital only for the longest time but I actually want to be able to fucking like with Super Mario Odyssey. I beat it in a day. Return like sold it on Let Go for mm-hmm. like fifty bucks. Cause yeah, you could just turn it, return it to GameStop, thirty five bucks, and you play the game for like twenty twenty five. Or I could just sell it on Let Go to somebody for ten dollars cheaper, yep. and I basically got to play the entire game for ten bucks. Yep. that's sick. So that's why I like digital copies. I also like the collection. I'm trying to build that back up because 
being digital only for a little while, it sucked. Yeah, you get to play the game immediately when it releases, but it sucks not having a collection to show, you know? So, like... Yeah, I'm still um, not at that point, man, where I... No, and, and what I was just thinking, like, with game stores, game stores got more cringe, more cringe, you know, with... I don't know where it started, but, like, I remember the dudes that worked at GameStop or EB Games when I was a kid were just some regular fucking dudes. Like, I used to go in there and talk fucking guns with them. we talk, like, Tom Clancy games and shit, and they were just chill, down-to-earth fucking people. Nowadays, God, I don't know if it's, like, the everything's getting bigger and, like, people are just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go on a tangent on what it is because I simply don't know. All I know is the employees at fucking GameStop are disgusting. And, like, I I go to, like, midnight releases now. And it's the most... I remember I remember the Halo 3 midnight release. I remember Grand Theft Auto 4. I remember um, fucking Bioshock and all this shit. Like, I remember those metal, the midnight releases. They were fucking... First off, the line was down the street. Second off, it was a kind of a chill place to fucking be. It was kind of a chill-ass spot to hang out. Everybody was fucking normal. Nowadays, dude, I remember the Breath of the Wild midnight release. I've never... I'm pretty sure I just wanted to fucking spoon me my eyes out. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was the most... It was the shittiest group of people I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it was the smelliest group of people I've ever seen in my life. Where? What happened to y'all? Damn. Where did y'all come from? Why is this happening? Uh, shower. People, what happened was, so, but the, here's the thing: is people with gamers, they do shower, but they figured out how to route a keg of game fuel into the line for their shower. I would like to know how to do that. I know you would. Uh, I told you guys about <laughs> taking Allison to uh, with me to the midnight release for Smash Bros. Right? Oh, wow. mm-hmm. oh my god, that was a massive mistake. This is not too long, and I mean, this was maybe like nine months in the state. No, it was longer than that. We were living together at this point, so. It was, a, it was a long time, but Allison, she had never really, see, like, we do not share many hobbies, you know? So I was like, ah, like, the, these midnight release things are always, like, fun, you know? Like, I, like, Bert said I loved them when I was a kid, you know? So I was like, let's go fuck, let's go do it. I want this game at midnight. So we drove all the way to one, way up in the woods, and, uh, which has always been a really nice, clean GameStop. And man, the line was not huge. It was long enough to go from the back of the store to the front door. Yeah. And I opened that door, man, and fucking the smell of the dregs of Comic Con just just wafted out. And like literally, you could smell you could smell it six feet from the front door from the outside. Uh. And it was fucking ugh. oh my god! I remember I literally closed the door. Went. I know that this is bad, but we have to sit through it, and I am so sorry. And it, there was, it was so much fucking punishment. But this is why we don't go to GameStop. This is why we have a uh, cool places. So before we move on, final thoughts are like, here, tell you what. Uh, everyone pick one game store that's kind of, maybe not your pinnacle, but like the model. Oh, the model boy. that you want other people to see. Don't think Woo. about it too much. Uh, Hosey and go. I have two, man. That sucks. That's fine. Um, I've named them in the podcast. I like uh, Final Form in Portland. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think what makes a good store and, and uh, Pink Gorilla Games what makes a good store to me is um, you you know the customer service is probably the biggest you know the main thing we'll all share there but you have a you know careful curation of things that in a nice display uh, you don't have to be the biggest store like Final Form you don't have to be like 
oh, you know, 10 employees all over the place. Like, you just have that thing that makes you you, and you're cool, and you're easy to talk to, and we're chilling, and you got the cool, like, like unique thing about you. That's 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 all I can really ask for when I'm at, whenever I'm traveling and going to a new pl- spot. Totally. Bert, you got one? Or yes, two? Yes, but go before me. Okay, so uh, not to... Uh, not to suck Hosian's dick, but I'll shout out Planet Fun in Savannah. Yeah. It was pretty awesome before that. Um, really, really fast story. A, a big reason is, uh, Hosian, I do not know your boss, John, very well, but he has shown some immense patience in uh, in the face of, like, some total punishment. I know the before, story like, you're talking but, about. Yeah, the short story about, like like you said, the furry the furry culture that's kind of rampant there. And when, so, when he was in his old location, the, the really small one, and he's he's the only one working there, and he's just taking it from this, from this girl, and she's like, you know, she's just going off about fucking fooly cooly and this and that and stuff that I, like, I was just like, I could not care about, and he's being really nice and kind to her, and I, if it was me, I would definitely be really dismissive at that point. She just said, you know, I love this place because it is the one place in this city where I feel like I, I'm normal, and it's like I think just the fact that that dude can provide that to some people. Even if the even if the, they're trying people, sometimes I think that's really cool. And like the store is just cool, you know. Right. It's got its own unique thing. And the other one would uh be would probably probably be final form. Or there's the place I've taken you to up the street from me, Hosey, in wind condition. Mm-hmm. It is in no way a perfect store, but I think it's unique, and because um, it caters to all the shit that I like, and it's just a cool local spot. And also like shout out to it's not a game store, but that comic store that I go to Titan games and comics in smyrna georgia because like as far as like nerd stores they they've got it nailed on how to like treat the people there and how to like be a pillar of your community mm-hmm. to where people actually want to give a shit yeah. about you that's sick all right um mine was also in seattle uh we went there when we were on tour um uh al's music and video games i went there on my bachelor party last year or whatever or yeah in february and uh, just to pick up like a GameCube cable. And so what I find most attractive about it is all the expensive or rare shit they have in glass cases. They don't have anything dumb or anything. It's not bundled with cards or other shit like that. It's all fairly separated because, yeah, there's vinyl here. There's DVDs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other shit that I don't necessarily care for in a game store, but it's there. What I do like about it is because of how much is going on, because of how busy the store can get, the employees are like constantly doing something. There's nothing more awkward than going in somewhere and it's silent and the employees aren't doing anything. So if you're like one of a few people there, the employee's just staring at you most of the time. And it's very awkward. I don't like awkwardness. I don't like dead air. So when, if an employee, if I walk into a place and an employee like says, hey, well, hey, what's up to me? And then he's doing something on the computer or fucking organizing something. Even if he's just bullshitting it, it makes me more comfortable. It makes me want to stay and look around more and see if otherwise I'm just going to fucking take off if it's too goddamn quiet. But this place has all of their rare shit organized in a case, and there's a fuck ton of it. I don't know what they do to acquire a lot of it, but they have a lot of older shit. They have a lot of unopened shit, sealed, and all that good stuff. They have um, imported stuff. They have a ton of imported games in their own separate organized case. Ton of fucking Saturn and old fucking copies of shit. And then they have this like mile long case of just regular like common games from every console and shit like that. Um, That place was fucking rad. And the employees like when I went in there the employees didn't say a thing to you. 
because there's other people there. They're busy or there's always two employees and they're organizing shit. They're working with stuff. And I didn't mind that at all. I didn't find that like fucking um, antagonistic or anything like that. Or it wasn't awkward when they didn't greet me or some shit like that. Like I don't mind the, hey man, can I help you with anything? I don't mind that at all. One and done, cool. But the fact that these dudes like left it alone and the just the environment around everything was fucking perfect. I did like Planet Fun a lot too because um, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like that there were like certain models and fucking there was other stuff other than games um, to fucking look at and shit like that. And there was a plethora of stuff so you could spend a lot of time in there. But um, Owl's Music and video games uh, that place and their prices weren't bad what, at all. What? That's a huge thing, obviously. Was that near Pink Gorilla? I believe so, but I can't. I'm not sure. But we we went in there and it it had the uh, it had the long like record um, displays with DVDs. Oh yeah, it was on the same street then. I remember. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay. Yeah. That place was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was set up like a CD warehouse. Yeah. That place is awesome. I think we just. I don't. Pink Gorilla was the destination, so that's why I remember. Right. That's all. But yeah, that place and was and awesome. that was like my thing because uh, Pink Gorilla, like I was taken aback by that because I go in and there was barely anything for me to look at, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why is everybody talking this place up so much?" And I didn't realize it was because they are a huge. Their thing is like imported um, products and stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome for yeah, what it is. It's definitely a niche thing. Yeah, that but that exactly it wasn't my thing. So I was yeah. like, "What the fuck is the hype with this yeah. place?" You know, I didn't I didn't care at all because I don't care about imported you know copies of anything. And that goes so, back that goes um, back to saying like, "Hey man, like I even if it's not a thing, like they have the thing that makes them who they are." And like you, as you're just absolutely. like, "Dude, that's cool. I fuck with it still because of that." A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, let's uh let's jump into some fucking Q and A real quick. Cool. Um, Tom, you said you what had something, right? Yeah, I've got like I've got a few questions. Let me pull them up. I'll real let you fast. start. Um, so I got a. Okay, here we go. Fucking, this is from Dave Updike. Fuck Mary Kill, Raiden, Leon Kennedy, and Cloud Strife. Ooh, okay. Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Uh, I know. I'm gonna. He might. I actually think he meant Raiden. Okay. Yeah. Kill Raiden, kill Raiden, Mary Cloud, wow. Mary, fuck, Mary Leon, fuck Cloud. Cloud's more feminine, um, and I mean, we all saw what he looked like in the market, dressed as a woman. So I'd probably dress him as a woman and then fuck <laughs> him. Mary Leon, just because you know he's he's a whole man. He's got you know great shoulders, and kill Raiden because he's old, and I would not. I'm not into old people or men. <laughs> mine would mine would literally be what Burr said, but switch uh, Cloud and Raiden. <laughs> so yeah. nothing that I said. Exactly, exactly right. the same thing. Um, I'm not choosing Cloud because it's, I don't like kids. Well, Hosian likes old people. What do you mean you're not Hosian, into Cloud because you don't like kids? How does that make sense? He's kind of a little brat at first. He was in the military. What? <laughs> oh, so is Raiden. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't, but you said kids. He's a kid. You see that uh, hair? He's a he's a kid. Hosian wants to fuck a man, not a lady boy. That's what we're getting at. So I would. I'm saying exactly what Bert said. I would switch Leon with Cloud, Raiden with uh, Leon, and then 
yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm try I feel like I'm trying to find the cup, find what which the cut the coin is under the cup or whatever. Tom, what you got? Uh I'm going to uh not going to lie, like my my answer is boring cuz it literally is the same as yours. Like <laughs> All right, I'm glad I went first. My my bit probably would have been slightly different, but <laughs> It's the same answer. Me um, and my friends used to go to Olive Garden and all order spaghetti. And it was it was pretty awkward. So, all right, we're good. <laughs> well, that was fucking horrible. Um, next Thank is from you, uh, Dave, Grady. <laughs> next is from uh, our friend Grady from Savannah. He's got a new zine coming out soon uh, called Bomb Off the Banks, if anyone's like into like hardcore zines, and people should check that out. Um, but So he said, if each member of Vatican was a game, which one would they be? <laughs> And so, um, that, that's a funny there, there's definitely a comedy answer to this, and then like the real answer of the games that people actually like. Um, but no, John but John Mackey is uh, GTA: The Ballad of Gay Tony. Mackey is definitely GTA. <laughs> yeah, like the only game he's ever so, played in his life. <laughs> remember the speed bump. <laughs> that's where you learn how to drive like that. <laughs> <laughs> he was on five stars that day, man. I'm telling you. And I, he was on four stars and then five stars with me as soon as Yeah, the military ball. was in the van. I was sleeping on the base cab. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dying on the base cab, bro. Um, let's see. What what game is Nolan? Nolan is... Frogger. I don't know. He's Frogger. Wow. I don't know. I'm just um, kidding. I would say that Nolan is probably... Um... Jesus, this like, is hard. I, he like Nolan's out. Nolan's kind of like a like a like a low key redneck. So twisted metal for sure. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. But like in it, I don't mean that in like a ATV off road type. No, he for being a Hinesville guy. Or or like a or like a Tony Hawk pro skater type underground, like Tony Hawk Underground Two or something. He loves he loves that. Was he into that stuff? That's he awesome. Does. Okay, I didn't even realize that. That's yeah. sick. Um, Nolan's guitar. That's hero. a great one. That's a great one. That is funny. Um, okay, what about a? Uh, well, what about Hosey and Bert? Let's figure out Hosey. We gotta, we gotta have one for Bert too, because he's he does stuff. With yeah, yeah. Bert, Bert oh, is honorary fuck. Vatican. Um, Hosey. My God. I can't think of games when I'm put on the spot. Uh, I'm, I'm making a little list. I think Whittle is Mirror's Edge. Bert, Bert okay. is Bert okay. to me. To, to me <laughs> okay, Tom, no, no, that's, I was that's writing cool. it down. I'm like, I got Whittle, Mirror's Edge, Tom, cool. Killer Seven. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, freaking Sonic Racing. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I can be Sonic R. There you go. Uh, actually, no, I'll be Sonic the Fighters. That's fine. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give Hosey on Sonic 3D, <laughs> 3D Blast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Hosey, you're the Genesis version of Sonic 3D Blast. Man. Or you're just, or you're just that spin-off game Flicky. <laughs> you're Sonic leading a bunch of chicks around. Yep. Um what's what's what is Bert? Bert is definitely a a Gears of War guy. Oh. No, what, what was that what was the Metal Gear or not Metal Gear, but the Medal of Honor game uh that was Frontline? No, the, the the one where they really tried to rip off Call of Duty. Oh, uh, oh Medal of Honor, uh, Medal of Honor, Modern Warfare. Yeah, well, what? I, yeah, okay, Bert, you're 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 post 
PS. No, it, it, it was literally Modern just War. called uh, Medal of Honor, and then they made a sequel called like Medal of Honor, like Warfighter or some dumb shit. Oh, Warfighter, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Bernie, <laughs> that can be you. Okay. I'm just it. kidding. No, the real answer for Bert for a game is, is definitely something from the Gear series. Yeah. Uh, Judgment. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Uh, and Whittle. I have my faults. Yeah. Whittle, Whittle can be Mirror's Edge or maybe Path of Neo. Yeah, uh, we'll give him that one. Nah, not one just or the a, other. One can, of the can't two. just be entered. Can't just be entered the Matrix. <laughs> uh, no, Path of Neo is a little deeper and a little jankier. <laughs> um, let's see. This is from Joey from Typecast. Does anyone know anything about that? Okay, so Amazon has their own game studio now, and they're putting out an MMO called New Worlds. And you want to know what any- worlds? He said, "Will anyone actually care after three months?" And I know, I know very little about the MMO culture, but I would say I think it's impossible. I think if he's talking about them launching an MMO that has massive success, even com- even enough to compete with Final Fantasy fourteen, I'll say no. I think there's been plenty of games that have co- like plenty of games that have come out with massive hype in the MMO world that have done shit. Like Wildstar. Yeah. Do you guys remember how much hype Wildstar had when it first mm-hmm. came out because the marketing was so it was strong? Cool. Yeah, it looked great looked like a fun Pixar thing, and it didn't work. So, Joey, my answer is no, but none of us are really, like, MMO guys. Well, what I'll say is, like, just as a lot of really hype-ass MMOs have come out and been jank, I feel like a lot of shitty MMOs have come out and have a huge following. And I think the reason that happens is people get attached to these living worlds Mm -hmm. where there's such few people, it creates kind of like a cult status because what they're doing, they almost own part of it because there's so few so fuck man people have that feeling for games that aren't mmos too you should check out the fan site for a game called legend of Lagaya. yeah you should uh read that site for uh, the fan site for that for a little people bit do that game. with destiny and on the outside i think that game sucks yeah it is pretty trash as someone who spent uh who has played both destinies to completion but considering i'm looking at the wiki page mm-hmm. for this new world thing and it's all of two lines and then it goes to the references. I don't even think this thing's even going to release. I think this is going to be a broken mess. And they're going to be like, sorry, and not. they're just going to close it down. Yeah, so final thoughts. Why would you play this when you have RuneScape on iPhones now? Or Dark Ages. There you go. Um, I got a question from my friend Mick, who said, get Tarkov. Uh, I'm assuming that's some weird military shooter. Mick? Uh, uh, yeah. Sure, I'll get it soon. Probably not. Piece. It's only it's on a the good computer, time. correct? I, heard, I was about to say, he's a PC guy, so I looked this up earlier, and it seemed like it was just a PC shooter. That was it's, cool. it's, it's good. Tarkov's, I, I had a very satisfying time with it. I wish, they Tarkov definitely, like, is designed for mm-hmm. people who want to spend hundreds and hundreds of hours in it. Because, like, resources and getting your hideout built up to speed and stuff takes a shit ton of grinding. And it's very inaccessible for the new player and shit like that. Because a lot of people are going to get into it. They're going to have fun with it for a few matches. And then they're just going to leave it because it almost seems like a pay-to-win model. Because everything's so goddamn grindy that you don't want to fucking sit there that long and there's other stuff going on. So I think they fucked up in a way that... Only people that fucking... I think they could have let just toned it down a bit and attracted other people and keep the community so much bigger. But some people don't want that, so I don't know. That's actually interesting for you to point all that out because that makes sense why like Mick likes it. Like Mick is definitely a PS... 
I don't know, excuse me, a, P, a PC guy, but his favorite shit is, like, the looter shooter kind of things. Yeah. Um. So, like, the really grindy, like, fake MMO Man, shooters. That's, but he, that's also lo- he also loved Ark. When, like, oh. when Ark was a big thing for him yeah. and a couple of our friends. So, that what you're saying makes total sense. But, yeah. Mick, you know that these are not my games. You tried to get me into Anthem, and it did not he work like, out. Eh. But, oh, boy. Uh, and then the last question that I got was from a porn account called Julia Ick Robbie, and it was just a uh, winky face with the uh, spurting uh, eggplant emoji. Do so, they have an OnlyFans? Uh, no, I can't find. Oh no, I got visit v dot free links dot ru. Oh, so I'm gonna free? click that. Can you link me that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hold on. It. Real. it goes to so, to socksecret.com right, and it you says click get, that and you're going to be changing your email it says over. Get popular in Instagram now, and now it's half in Russian, half not. And I'm gonna uh, I'll bookmark this page. Good for later. Uh, I that's all I got. Get more popular. That's all I got. Hosey. Cool. Um, Give me the real juice, Hosey, since I fed you some grade A bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's good. There's some okay First one. question is from Maximilian. Um, thank you for... This is uh, one of my mods from Discord. I always mention um, he always asks really cool stuff, and he does all the question of the day stuff on there. So he always has some... Th- he always has he some always, really cool He, he puts a lot of thought into his questions, so every time he asks, I already know it's going to be good. Um, yeah. He asks, what's one game you would mind wipe erase your mind to replay again for the first time fuck fuck this is good that's a good one um i have mine already I, but if you guys i guess i guess you just go to what game oh, I have you had the greatest experience with but it didn't but you can't recreate that yeah i totally have one mine i've mentioned it all the time is that game spec ops the line because it's because it's such like a generic shooter that it being a generic shooter is part of the point and it has an amazing story with like if you don't know nothing about it a, a lot of really good turns and i knew a lot of the turns before playing it and i wish that uh so i never got the impact it should have had mm-hmm. but like that game's great i i talk i feel like every time there's a question kind of like this i bring that game up but yeah spec ops the line cool it's not even like my favorite game or any, like anything remotely like that. Yeah, Just it's it's I, definitely an interesting question because it it's not like what your favorite game is because your favorite game most likely you can go back and play and still get that immense joy from. But some games. There's that initial fucking outstanding experience, and then they just they're not the same going back into them. Totally. So I'd say Majora's Mask because mm. that game is a fucking chore. A lot of it. Because I hate games that are timed. Like, I love Pikmin. I love playing Pikmin. But I only played the first one. I never even beat it because I hate feeling like I'm being timed. And Majora's Mask had a sweet spot where you could restart it. And then you just do everything in that go. And then you just got to restart the days. But I have tried. The first time I ever played Majora's Mask, 100%ed it. Got all the masks. Fierce DD, all that shit. I fucking love that shit. That was the coolest fucking experience in the world, dude. Um, and I was, I was like fucking 12 years old or something. It was a fucking magical goddamn experience. I have tried going back to that shit on the 64, on the 3DS, all that trash. Cannot do it. Can only fucking, I I can't get much further past the fucking, uh, forest temple or whatever, because it's a fucking chore straight up. And I mean, if I could just forget all about it. And go back and do that again? Oh my god, dude, that shit is magic. That is a very 
fun and very sad thing to hear at the same time. But I totally get what you're saying. Well, Hosey, what's your answer? So, cool. Well, I had two, but I had to pick between this one. Um, It was, I would say uh, Shadows of the Colossus would be mine. Um, I was going to do uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, um, but I think Shadows of the Colossus, because it has more to do than just playing the game, it was like how I ended up being in, like, got getting it and then, like, sitting down with it for the first time. Um, it was just one of the only games I ever played where you don't even know mechanically how it works. Like, like, yeah. like you play any game now, and you kind of have an idea, like, okay, well, this is a game where I have to shoot the zombie or something like that. And, like, Shadows of the Colossus, like, the game puts you in the world, and you're just like, now you got to figure it out. And, and mm-hmm. I love... I love, love that, like that. Um, mm-hmm. because I've I've beaten the game maybe five times now because I, I I've gotten it on any, every iteration I beat the PS2 one like uh, three times. Um, but when you when you just reliving that game again for the first time, not knowing anything, um, it would dude. It, it took me hours to days to even f- realize. What the hell is I supposed to even where to go? Like like how do I? Oh, you gotta yeah. hold the sword up so then like the light will guide you. But if you're in the shadow, there you got no sunlight, so the sword can't be your map or whatever. And like I was so confused because there was that oh, there was that like very like that almost point of being like, well man, maybe I just won't play this because I don't know what the hell to do. But then when it all lined up, it was like holy shit! Like to me, that that that's probably the most standout one for me because I like. And I always I, I tell people I'm like you got to play that game. Oh, what's it about? What do you do? It's like you just have to just play it. I, I never tell people what their goal and how to get there, like because I want them to feel the same way I did when I experienced it too. So yeah. that would be my my pick for sure. Cool, sweet. Let's see, uh, got another yeah, one. Yeah, um, this one is from Joe R M R Z. Uh, I like this one too. I think you guys will. He asks, "What are some of your cooldown games?" Uh, what is oh, like fuck. like games where you're just trying yeah, to relax either, or something? Yeah, or? something yeah. something that's not like, "Oh, I'm going to get on Sekiro and try to get this shit," you know? Like it's like what is something that you play to um, to, to just ha- like chill out, wind down? Uh, shockingly, Animal Crossing is not one of those for me. I've been playing Animal Crossing recently and for some reason it kind of gives me anxiety. I think it's just because I'm just at a I'm in a very anxious environment right now with what's going on in my life. But um, the Arkham series in general, uh, those are like pretty like, especially because the combat is kind of mindless at a yeah. certain point. Yeah. It's routine to you that, too at this point. Yeah, games like Overwatch used to be that for me, but the shooters have kind of fallen out for me. But definitely, uh, I would say yeah, the Arkham shit. And then for a while, it was Tetris ninety nine. I was really into that for a period. Um, and that was like my, I have 30 minutes to play and to turn my like body and organs offline. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with those cool. two. Honestly, it's funny Hosey said this um, because my relaxing games are literally the Souls games. Um, <laughs> because I've played them so much, I can, you can just run through them at a yeah, certain point. Yeah, it's that point. routine. That's why people, that's why people start doing like challenge runs like, double shield only runs and shit like this like where you're just lugging around two heavy ass shields attacking people with them 
because you play these games and you fight these bosses and you only beat them to the point where you're like 90% perfected the fight. That's the only way you get through them. So when you play the game three or four times, you've gotten it down to where you can just run through 100% perfection. So like we, um, me, Sean, Ray, and John the other day, we started a Dark Souls 3 campaign. And I mean, it's, it's the most relaxing thing in the fucking world just to load up Dark Souls 3. And I mean, you're just, you're just kind of going through the motions. You're just running through it. If you die here or there, it's fine because you just get up, run back, and you know why you die. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that attack or that attack pattern. I forgot that I delay that roll a little bit. And I mean, you literally just run from one boss to another to another. And it's almost like speed running at that point. But mm -hmm. it's the most relaxing thing in the world because those games... Everything about those games makes me happy. Everything about Sekiro, like, I'm surrounded by what a video game, in my opinion, should be. There's not a fuck ton of, like, things that piss me off. Like, if I go play, like, Resident Evil 3 that I've been playing, dude. Some, I'm on the Nightmare difficulty right now. And there, you open some doors, and a motherfucker just falls from the ceiling rah, and attacks you. And a lot of these things are one-hit kill. And that's literally there... You can't avoid it. That's literally there to just fuck you. Like, in Dark Souls, you might get blindsided like that, but it's not a fucking one-hit kill. You can fucking come back from it or whatever, but um, it's it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I think they called it Kaiju Blocks or something like that, where they made a Mario mod where, and a lot of people tried doing this in Mario Maker, where it got to a point where it was annoying when people, like, you got to run and jump across a little gap in Mario. But you run, 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 and you jump, and there's an invisible block. And it's like, ha, ha, yeah. you fell in the water. You know, it's it's annoying because it's not smart right. design. You're just, it's like trial and error. Now I have to go back, and I have to keep jumping until I hit the block and stand on the block and do this. It's not something I can initially figure out, and that's, in my opinion, bad game design. Um, well, and I, those I, those Souls games are like... Everything I feel like is smart design and genuinely like if I fucking don't check a corner if I mm, Let this fucking small ass little fuck get the best of me or if I'm not smart in combat I am uh, It's my fault and that is relaxing to me because at a certain point it's mastered and I'm like, oh I've, This is easy, mm -hmm. you know, well, I was gonna say I think uh, an awesome thing about those games that That so that definitely is I feel like influence from like the side-scrolling Super Nintendo era is like, it seems really unfair, but once you know what it is, it's all very predictable, and you can yeah. just do it. That's why you see people that are just like, yeah, I, I like run through Mega Man X like once a week, like over the mm. course of like two hours, I can just do it because it never it like like I'm not saying the Souls games don't change, but like that guy is always going to be around that corner. Yeah, you know that boss is always going to attack with these patterns, and so that makes sense to why it would be uh it would be that way for you, even though like. When you first jump into one of those, it's fucking soul-crushing. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. How's it going? Cool. Uh, this one's a, a recent one. Um, I've been playing a lot of Smash lately online and trying to get better and working a lot in that game. And that game can become very infuriating at times. So lately, like the last few nights, I've been playing Wipeout, which is a like a PlayStation like F Zero type game, um, and. It could be hard. It's like a Dark Souls thing too, where it's like it could be hard at first, but once you get into that routine, into that mode, it just becomes like buttery smooth to like pass over. And I've been 
ending my nights playing that game, doing like a time trial or a race, because I got to the point now where I can just play it and like not be bumping all over the walls and crashing and blowing up. So it's like, and with a game like that where it just moves so smooth and you're all, it's like, and like the music's really cool and stuff like I really, that's that's something I've been dedicating time to at the end before I go to bed. It's like, oh, let me do a track. Let me just do a race and chilling out and just at the end, I'm like, oh, cool, that, now I'm I'm good. So um, that's one I've been playing a lot. So yeah, Wipeout, uh, it was free a couple months ago on PSN. So I was like, let me just get this because I had it on PS3 and it had been so long since I played it. And I like those fast games like F-Zero and stuff. So uh, there's like a meditation about aspect when you're just doing the thing you're like i have to hit this turn and like your hands just it just goes autopilot and that's i think that's when the game gets kind of calm is when you're just doing the you know the run so uh that's that's the one for me oh yeah sick let's see um you got anything yeah else? let's see this one is interesting. Uh, this one is from Casino X Cowboy. It says, "What games would you be interested in speed running or have done a run for?" Oh God, uh, I don't know, because I kind of—I don't think I've ever just been like I'm a speed. I—I I don't think I have the patience to memorize a game mm-hmm. up to the point where I could speed run it, because um, shit like that is not relaxing to me. Yeah. But it's sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! I, if I had to pick something, it would probably be like one of the uh, the Genesis Sonic games, like Sonic Two or Sonic Three. Mm. Like I think that you can get through those pretty quick, and like I know them pretty well. I've never seen a Sonic speed run, but I can imagine it's fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, basically, if you stay to the top of the level for the most part, yeah, uh, that's. Yeah. That's the move. That makes sense. I've um I've this is a fun question for me because obviously speedrunning got me into Twitch. Uh Super Mario sixty four and Dark Souls were the first things I watched. I used to watch them for like eight hours a fucking day almost. Those were huge. And I always wanted to get into it because I love the community. Like the speedrunning community is extremely helpful and they do want people to give it a try and fucking they do want to help people out and it's constantly like people working together to find glitches or find different strategies and stuff like that. Um, I used to really love uh, Games Done Quick and it's awesome they're fucking like cause and everything but honestly over the past couple years it's gotten um, extremely AIDS with the amount of cringe and fucking just insanity in the goddamn crowd and stuff like that because everybody's trying to like just oh man i'm not even going to get into that oh so i tried when i first started my twitch back up last year um i wanted to be i wanted to start speed running because again i like the community i tried hollow knight i did i was able to master i wouldn't master but like i was able to get down the route for the any percent um no glitches run the problem with that is, and this is the pro- this is the thing I will probably never run another, um, or if I do get into it again, because I still want to, but I'll never try another side scroller as um, that because there was like the amount of frame specific jumps are nauseating. Like I feel like if I speed ran like Dark Souls or Sekiro, which I've been thinking about, um, it's not as it's not as precise. 
Like a lot of it is RNG. A lot of it is, okay, is the boss going to open up with this attack or that attack and shit like that. A lot of it is, okay, is this person, when I kill them, are they going to drop a sword? Are they going to drop a shield? Shit like that. But um, it's like the the fucking accuracy Hollow Knight required was insane. And if you don't hit that accuracy, it's going to add minutes onto your run. So there's no point in fucking trying almost. So I don't think I'll do that because I thought about doing Ori. Ori speedruns are fucking amazing, and I, I'll look at them and see, because I can handle jumping, I can handle battles, I can handle perfecting that, but when you ask me to perfect um, fucking frame-specific shit like that, it's just, it's it sucks, dude. Uh, so, um, probably, what was the question? If I could speedrun a game? Like, which yeah. one would it be, yeah. Probably, um, probably Sekiro. Because when I grinded out at that for about a week straight, you get insanely good at fucking parrying and stuff like that. Like, you just become a fucking monster. So, um, Sekiro would probably be the one. Or A Link to the Past. A Link to the Past is... I can play A Link to the Past over and over and over and over again. That's and cool. the speedrunners always say, find a game that you can not stop playing. That you can just... And fucking... Sekiro or A Link to the Past would be definitely that for me. I would love to watch you play A, a Link to the Past. Like speedrunner, just playing it. I mean, either I feel like either one would be fun. Yeah, I try to um, make I try to make everything entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Hosian, what about um, you? Probably Resident Evil Three because it's short already, and I know that. Yeah, <laughs> and and there's and with Resident Evil games in general and some Capcom stuff, like it's just that's part of like kind of like the rewards are for beating yeah. things like fast and um yeah. for instance one of the more recent games i beat was the onimusha uh remaster and i beat it in exactly like five hours and i'm like oh man i can now that i know the front and back of this now i can probably beat this game in like 2.5 i bet because it's it can literally just be it's onimusha is exactly like resident evil like to the t minus it's just a samurai theme the gameplay is the same. The the puzzle aspects exactly the same. The enemies are basically the same. They're just like Japanese themed zombie, uh, like dead samurai people. It's, it's it's basically the same. So it's it's designed to be played quickly too. And um, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's pretty pretty much the only one. Um, I don't really like dive into like the speedrun world unless there was like a achievement involved with it. Like if I was to like, oh, I want to get all the achievements on like Hitman Blood Money, and it told me beat a minute, yeah. beat this level within ten minutes or something like that's when I'll do it. But like out of yeah. at, recreationally for fun, I've never had that like itch to like be like. Yeah. Well, they will. They will. They will probably never. And there are probably some games that might have this, but they'll probably never have an achievement for speed running exactly. time. Because like Resident Evil Three, they're pro. They're gonna be like, I think there's one of the uh, things is one of the things you can unlock shit with or whatever is like beat the game in under two hours. There's f- speed runs where pro- people are probably beating the game in like a fucking hour and twenty minutes or something. You yeah. know, like the speed run time is always gonna be ridiculously faster. Even the average speed run time is ridiculously faster than what the developers expect everybody to get. Because it's if so they put a time like that, people are. People would bitch nonstop about them putting unrealistic expectations from all the achievement miners and shit, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. that's my um, thing, though. My I'm thing sorry, is, guys. like, that. Like, I I would never just be, like, 
I'm gonna randomly boot up Mario 64 just to see how fast I can be. That's just like not my thing. Like that's not what in- interests mm-hmm. me as far as like games. But if it was like a thing where I was like, I want to get, it. I want to platinum Resident Evil, whatever, then I I would chase it at that point. But other than yeah. that, like that's you know, I know Bert, you like you told me or told the podcast event you used to watch Super Mario 64 speedruns over like all day or something like that. Like that's mm-hmm. that's something that that interests you. I feel like question was more garnered for you yeah i will say i want to shout out my friend austin who hosian you might have met because he's been to a couple of like atlanta vatican shows but he the the record for crash team racing the original release is about 50 minutes 30 ish seconds and the last time i was with him and we timed it he was able to clock in at about 51 minutes like seven or Mm -hmm. ten so he's like right there. So if he listens to this, which I think in, he's in, in racing to games too, he's like, so like close. a campaign in a racing game, like like there's so much skill involved too because it's like like uh-huh. you have to drive it like it's it's crazy. Like a god. you have to be like God, and like that you know that goes for any any speed run. Like with Mario sixty four, you have to know the mechanics like the back of your hand to like pull those things off. So I do give a lot of credit, even though it's not something that I'm super interested in. Like man, these guys. They they learned the game better than the developer did, in, in some in some instances. Totally. So that's pretty sweet. Cool. Um, got anything? So else? check it out. Oh, what's up, Bert? Let's somebody, go. I just looked it up. Somebody did Inferno, which I want to say is the hardest difficulty. Like it's the one above Nightmare. You unlock after beating Hardcore on Resident Evil Three Remake. Um, somebody did Inferno in 57 or 58 minutes no thank you already posed three days ago the game came out like three days ago and they did this granted i think they uh it was new game plus so they had a gun with like unlimited ammo so they didn't have to like scounge for that but it's crazy that like you can literally run through in that amount of time how does the speedrun world feel about things like that there's different categories Mm -hmm. so they'll be like like he specifically like might have had a category for new game plus where you can add all these um, different things that you can buy in the shop once you beat it because like glitches there's a hundred percent hundred percent no glitches there's any percent any percent no glitches there's always a caveat like because ocarina of time um ocarina of time can be beaten in literally like three minutes by glitching from cockery forest or whatever to ganon's castle at the end you know or something like that so the way you get around that is you there's codes for no glitches in dark souls games it's all bosses if you know like oh i beat dark souls in 30 minutes okay but you only did this now like look at beating all bosses which is an incredible fucking feat plus dlc all that shit and then you have like 100 percenters the speedrunning community is so um verse uh versatile ver, ver, something like some word like that because there's categories you know, and you can, there people can do that. People can get the infinite rocket launcher in Resident Evil and hell, we'll, we're going to see how long and how long it takes us to do this. Or you can start vanilla and see how long it takes to do this. Oh, well, I can glitch through this wall. Okay, well, now there's a glitchless fucking category, you know? So it's incredibly like accepting of all that stuff because it can be. Why not have options, you know? It's not a strict, hey, everybody has to play like this. And, and games like yeah. Resident Evil, like, there's like, there's like kind of like this like back and forth between the community where like why am I paying fucking this much for a five hour game or this and that and and then there are people who are like hey don't you know Resident Evil is meant to be played five times before you can really feel like you finish it like there's this whole back and forth and like a lot of I think that's why you see a lot of Resident Evil speedruns is because it's like 
those games. It is. It is the the end game reward is designed, you know, for that. It's kind of like the Devil May Cry and really any fucking. I don't know. I don't know about. I didn't play God of War, but how Devil May Cry and Ninja Gaiden both had like five difficulties that really changed the fucking yeah, game after the first mm-hmm. campaign. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and and I, I think it's just like those Capcom adventure games seem to be like that. Like, oh, you beat it the first time. Well, here's all this extra shit. Now do it again. Mm. Yeah, they're still kind of built off of similar thinking of, like, just arcade games. And that's you know? why games like Resident Evil 2, it's like, oh, like, I just beat Leon's campaign. And now you do it again, yeah. but now you're, you're doing the, the Claire one or whatever. So, like, they, that's them being, like, this is meant to be played more. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, if that's your cup of tea, then get the game. If it's not, it, then just borrow it so you can beat the campaign once and be like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, um, like, everybody's shitting on Remake um because it's a four-hour game and to be honest like my first playthrough is like nine hours my second playthrough on nightmare is six hours and i mean i if i get over 10 hours if i get over 10 hours out of a game hell yeah you know it's it's definitely it was it was worth my money i I, I'm, i'm really happy with it i'm not gonna lie a lot of it a lot of things pissed me off a lot of things i wouldn't consider were good design but yeah i'm i've been i've i i enjoyed it you know cool what else we got all right Let's see. Oh, this one's good. Um, Whispers.invoke asks, Sony postponed Last of Us 2 because they can't do a proper launch experience. Quotes. Uh, thoughts on that? Why uh, is Final Fantasy 7 still getting released? Uh, I think Final Fantasy 7... I think it was just people talked too much shit. And pro- probably it just needed to come out because someone needed to make money right now. Yeah. Because if you if you postpone something right now... You're essentially saying you'll get it in the fall or you'll get it uh, in spring of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the way the entertainment seems to be moving. Um, and I think maybe Square, who knows, just couldn't have, maybe they couldn't afford to go without cash flow. Yeah. You know, who knows? But with that whole thing, I think, with anyway, I would say, why, why would you tell a company to put out something right now that relies on someone to? on people having disposable income when most people don't even have income, you know, Yeah. period. Um, I disagree with that because I feel like everybody in the world could be spending their money on separate things. You can look at mental health and what people are doing. Last of Us 2, a lot of people might have been really looking forward to in this time, and that might be their safety net. That might be their um, happy place is playing these video games, especially a game with that big of an impact. So you can say that everywhere. Like, people are... Yeah, I mean, I get that. I'm just saying, like, when you look at like, like obviously, so Hosey and I are like really attached to music right now. People are saying that like, you might not expect the music industry to come back in any really notable form until uh, spring 2021. Yeah, because it relies on, especially at like the level we're at and like a couple of tiers above, it relies on working class people to have money right to spend on that entertainment and on that escapism and working class people are the ones who are getting fucking fisted the most right now by the economy being the way it is and also i think but i think another big thing that people might not be thinking about is well i do agree bert that i think like like games and comics are like my big escapism things and the things that probably do the most for my mental health right Mm -hmm. now whether that's healthy or not and 
uh, both those things are kind of like going away. And I do wish that they were still here, but like my store, I was talking to the dude there and he's like, I'm glad that I'm not like the main, there's only one company that distributes comic books called Diamond. And that Mm -hmm. company told every comic store, we're not shipping new books until this is over. And my store is like, I, they look at that as a blessing because they're like, I was about to have a $3,000 bill every week and no one, no one coming in to my store to help exactly. me pay that bill. You know, lots of people can't leave and get to these places or like not like, you know, they, they would, if they did put out the last of us right now, tons of these, tons of the stores, they need to be open to sell the game aren't even going to be open or have employees that are actively trying to not let the store be open. And, you know, I, I think it just doesn't make any sense for a company to put out something. I don't know, because I feel like game stores are still open and games are still being sold and there's a digital production for it as well. But like everything. So my thing about that is people who wanted to play that game. I have. So the economy is sitting at a place where we're all in this together and every everybody I know, everybody I've called, the majority of people they owe bills to are not collecting in this time or they're working with them or doing some kind of payment plan. People are sticking together a lot more and I haven't seen some Great Depression deal where people are going to be out on their ass. There's going to be government assistance, albeit shit, but I haven't, it's, I haven't seen it to the point where people are putting their PS4s up for sale and trying to scrape pennies. We all still are, have our phones. We all still are like have the lights on. You know, it's not as loom and doom as it may. Yeah, everybody's, people are losing their jobs. This is, that's going on. But, like, it is going to bounce back, and the world does still exist in this time. And if one game's being released, and if 50 games are being released, if, you know, all these stores are still selling games, um, I, 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 yeah, there might be a lot of hidden things I don't know about that might be like, hey, it's very smart not to do that, but for one game, um, I don't think that's justifiable because everything else is normal as far as video games like being released and shit like that, and they're all having very successful releases. I mean, so I, like but Final I, Fantasy VII can come out and it can have a successful launch, but Last of Us Two can't come out. Well, when when was success- Last of Us Two supposed to come out? What May was the date later well, I, May. Well, I think that that's actually probably another thing is because like so right now people have money like Doom and Animal Crossing came out before everyone starts getting furloughed, right? Or, like, right around the time where people still like, oh, I've got some savings sitting around. And I think Final Fantasy two or Final Fantasy um, VII Remake was so far down in the pipeline that it would be really difficult to push it back. Um, I think, like I'm saying, just the same way with movies and the same way with... But movies of- require people to go out and watch them. Like, yeah, I was going to say I, that. I understand Mulan. I understand movies getting canceled and shit like that because that requires 300 people to show up and sit right next to each other. Yeah, but but games require a sixty dollar payment that people in May because we don't know what's going to happen um, with people's jobs and things like that. People just might not have money then. There's also the are, fact are, that are, people, is Sony releasing other games in that time? Uh, to, and I and I I think it's like short sighted as well because games have been delayed like just as you know close as this is to Final Fantasy VII when they delayed Last of Us. I mean, it's let's let's see first quarter. April. Wait, what is all this? I'm just looking to see if Sony or anybody still has games releasing around the time of I Last of Us. I think Last of Us was the main like final exclamation point of like big hits until uh, after the summer. Sure. 
No, I'm pretty sure besides, like, I can't think of any other notice, like notable releases that were coming out uh, um, in that time So, So here, here's my thing. Um, obviously, the effects of this are going to be felt for an extremely long time, correct? Totally. People are not at all going to have jobs, not at all going to have money um, for a, a very extensive amount of time. They're not going to have a lot of leftovers. So I don't agree with the fact that it was a bad idea, or I, I do, but what was said was, oh, people are going to be impacted at that time, so they stopped the pre-order. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII is fucking deep in the pipeline, but um, I mean, I know they, it, might, it might happen, but Ghost of Tsushima is coming out in June. And they're not. They haven't said anything about that. You know, they're still letting that be out there. People are still putting. Pre-orders and they might wait a little that. longer before right. they do announce it. Sure, but they know now that this is right. a thing. And if we're going off the guise of, oh, they know people are going to be impacted. Then, if that was the case, then they would have fucking done and, further and down I, the line as I'm, well. I'm I on the same well, boat as that because then you look. You have to look at it in like the on like the inside like. Um, that industry where it's like oh they're not maybe they're not going to meet projections because dude all these all these companies already have projections before the games come out months and months before and that has a lot to do with like people like the the stock people and all those like you know that whole world so i think i think a lot of it Mm -hmm. is a just a dummy corporate move where it's well that's i think i think it was really dumb to say Oh, it it's not gonna be able to have a successful That's launch I mean. or whatever like, like that because to, to, it's like it's like when you turn something around on and make it more about like we just want you to be okay. It's like no 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 like this mm-hmm. is a this is a methodical planned out corporate move to be like. Well, that's that's what I'm kind of saying. I'm not saying that they're doing it as like a whole thing of like, well, we're just looking out for the little yeah. guy. I'm saying that they are they are like like everyone else. Everyone is looking out for themselves. Yeah. Right now. Um. And this company is doing the same thing. I think, the, like I said, I think the reason that Final Fantasy dropped is because it's they're looking at it like, well, we can still make money now because there's still money. Because they, they already have money. everybody's yeah. money on pre-orders, and yeah. that's and why maybe, I cannot be against pre-orders more. You know? Yeah. And maybe with The Last of Us, maybe they feel like they can't, they don't need the cash flow. I don't know. Maybe they can wait longer. Same with Ghost of Tsushima. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with Ghost of mm-hmm. Tsushima? But I think just in general, everyone's like, you're everyone's being really cautious about what to do with money, right? About what they want to do with the releasing entertainment right now, yeah. because no one, know, because again, it's a thing where no one knows how far and wide the impact will be. And also, like you know, with a fucking video game, man, you're not just talking about the the financial situation here in America. You're talking about the financial situation across the entire and, and, planet. You know, again with a game like Last of Us, maybe there's these projections and like they have everything in their mind. Like, oh, this game was going to perform like this at this time at this yeah. time, and because it is that game that you know it's it's a huge one for for Sony. So it's it's um yeah, and I think with like so many fucking games, man, you fuck up that launch window, it, dude. People like you're gonna. There's people that will net like if they can't get the game during launch. They're never gonna go back because they couldn't be part of that initial and, conversation. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's it sucks because especially now because like Naughty Dog is in this weird like hot water ish situation because you know how every couple years like whenever uh, you know the whole crunch time thing like it happened with Rockstar it happened with CD Projekt Red it happened with Naughty Dog now like that's just they're they're in this conversation of negativity right now so like 
it's just weird timing for this to happen because now even more people are just being like, I don't know if it's for the people. I think this is more bullshit because Naughty Dog's been kind of like fishy lately type thing. So, um, I mean, that's the other side of the coin. Maybe this is just their way to be like, cool, now we don't have to release this fucking game that's broken because they were saying there will be crunch on our developers to get this game out in time oh, right really? before this. Yeah, there was a press release where they just straight out came and like straight out and said it. Yeah. That they were that their developers were going to be expected to crunch to make sure that they could get I the hate last two out. So that's the other side of the coin God, is because it all could be dude. a PR move to be like, Whew, now we don't either don't have to crunch these guys or now like. Well, I wish we they would delay it. everything because if fucking a game like Tsushima or if a game like Sashimi or fucking anything else, I mean, gets shitty release, it's going to be big. And, fucking and I upsetting. think like like a company like like Naughty Dog. They maybe, they have so many like like people invested in that game outside of like consumers. It, like it could. It was Sony though. That's the thing. Right, Sony. I think it, I it, I don't think it's a big deal. But like in a corporate level, they're probably like we needed to release how we intended it so we, the projections and sales could be like this. So then this and that and yeah. all the stuff that doesn't matter to you and me happens and makes them for their company look better or whatever. And um. You know that it just is what it is. I I saw it coming only because like their weird news about the crunch was happening. I'm like, I bet they're gonna fucking yeah. push this back and and because right now there's no release date for it yet. Uh, even if it got yeah, it's just yeah, but it people are thinking oh like maybe in August or July or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Also, that time period is terrible for video games. Usually, there's always a drought in the summer for like new games. Um, so yeah. Who knows what they're gonna do with that? Maybe they'll push it back uh, all the way to like the end of summer type thing when things start to pick up again. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not. I don't think they're gonna make any announcements until the there's Told a much clear. Well, yeah, until there's a much clearer picture yeah. at Bearman about how the about businesses when start opening gonna... up and people start going back to work. And the, shit. This year, yeah. this year is like is the year of I can't believe I'm actually playing this now, like. Like I feel like people were saying that for Final Fantasy, and like Resident Evil finally, and 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 Doom is and Animal Crossing too, because it's been like eight years, and then it's gonna be the same situation with Last of Us, and then Cyberpunk or whatever. It's like all every game that people have been like, oh, it's finally like come out, came out this year or coming, and yeah. Um, how was Resident Evil that though? I think people are just being like, I can't believe this is in my hands now, like uh, like because it's been. Yeah, it just got announced six months right. ago. Right, but yeah. but I think like it's like big ones, especially with like Animal Crossing and um, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like geez, yeah. and it, oh, the biggest one being Final Fantasy. It's like I can't, p- people can't believe it now. So it's a, this is a year. Yeah, of that, there's especially definitely people the have been waiting for this for years. How is this real? Oh, it's only Discord. They're, they're like, I can't believe it. They'll, and the funniest thing, people will be like, I've waited 20 years for this. I'm like, you didn't wait 20 years. You didn't even know it was a good thing and what back then. Like, you didn't wait that long. Surprisingly, for a good 15 years or so, I have, like, the internet, forums, everything I've ever been a part of. People have not shut the fuck up about a Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, there have been people out there, like, drooling over the thought of it for that long. And because I've had arguments with people my whole life, like, the saying, it doesn't need a fucking remake. It just doesn't fucking need it, dude. They will fuck it up. And it's, 
personally it happened but here we are we get to look at pretty fucking cloud and pretty fucking typha and everybody hang out all right what else we got oh yeah let's do uh yeah, let's do uh, one more and i'll save the other ones and on that note uh ff queen asks she says what are your expectations for the final fantasy 7 remake and we'll end it off there since we were talking about it anyways uh, I'm expecting to have a fun, a fun 40 hours of time, and then to put it down, and be like, well, that felt anticlimactic at the very end. What was um? What was the she question? Asked, what are your expectations for the Final Fantasy VII remake? Boy, okay. Did y'all see the final trailer they posted no. a few days ago? No, because I heard it was like fuck. Okay. Spoiler city. So ju- go, huh, piggybacking on what Tom said, the final battle, if, if this is the end of the game, the final battle with the car on the road and shit like that, where you're exiting Midgar, looks fucking crazy. It looks like an extremely cinematic fucking explosive mindfuck. It looks very Michael Bay. That might actually be badass. That trailer is badass. Y'all should check it out. Um, but again... I want to take. I want to spend as much time with it as possible because uh, we we're all fucking quarantined. We can all sit down and fucking have fun. But like, apparently, there's like side because I read today they were like it'll take you about forty hours. Um, people have been saying it's a lot more if you do like side missions. So if they added like a fuck ton of side missions and shit to do, that's gonna be crazy. And thinking about that, like, what part of these side missions trans um, transfers to the next chapters when they come out like mass effect did it very well how you could take your character from game one all the way to game three and all this shit they better do some shit like that because i want all the experience and shit to matter when i go to the next chapter it probably won't but still like i'm wondering how all that's going to play about so i want to spend as much time with it as possible but again uh i don't know uh, honestly like, if it's just utter shit, I might not finish this goddamn game. That's been a huge trend for me in the past, like, ten years or so, where it's a, if it's a long-ass game that's just I'm just grinding through, I drop it after about 30 hours or so. It's just, it becomes a fucking chore to even play, yeah. so I hopefully th- I'm expecting to even, to at least fucking get, like, I feel like you'll beat it. this game even if you had that situation, only because you're just like, well, then I wonder how they did this. I wonder how they managed it like that's this. true. I wonder how. So I think I do. I, I, I think, think that's a good point. Going. Yeah, because and I mean, I have to like this is just like Death Stranding. This is a huge talking point for us. This is the big thing right now. Like this is as far as the podcast goes and having an opinion in the gaming community and shit. I will purchase or buy things just to have like have an opinion on it because I hate bitching about shit and I have a lot of bitches. I am more fucking motivated to finish something I hate or like I am bitching about just so I collect everything and experience the whole thing. And at the end, when the credits roll, I can say, okay, here's what I have to say about that. Because I know now, I've experienced the whole fucking thing. Nobody can come back to me and be like, oh, but you, did you get to this point? Did you do this? Uh, no, it doesn't fucking matter. I did it all. I saw it all. Here's what I fucking think. And I might like and it. Like, that just gives you more like like ammo to be like, I, I did the damn thing. I did the 100%. Thing. It, it allows me to come back at somebody and be like, oh, oh, oh yeah, let me talk about that. Totally. I'm kind of a a blank slate here. I have no expectations for it. 
I'm because I have no real attachment to that game, and I my expectations mm-hmm. are to see what people like Bert think. Like I I want to know from somebody who's lived that game front and back to see how they feel about it now. Um, uh, like mm-hmm. for instance, how people f- were always asking me how I was gonna feel about Death Stranding. Like that's that's how I am all feeling with Bert and, and like people like Whittle and stuff where they're like, Oh, Final Fantasy seven. That's my fucking thing. Like that's, that's a huge cultural impact on my person personality, this and that. So, um, you know, I, that's what I'm like, for instance, I was super excited for kingdom hearts three because the first two were such big staples in my life. And then the third game came out and I was like, dude, this fucking sucks. This is a mm-hmm. bummer. And then there's people who breathe that that series farther than I do, and they're just like, "Well, did you beat it?" And I'm like, "Honestly, no." It's like, "Oh, well, then it gets like this, it gets like that," and that goes to the thing Bert was saying, like, "Well, when you beat a game, I feel like you have more leverage to talk about it." Um, but and everyone's like, "Oh, did you play the Remind thing?" And I'm like, at this point, it's it's too late for me, man. Like maybe one day, but I honestly don't give a yeah. damn. So I. Right. And because that was the biggest thing, Square Enix thing, before this game, that left a bitter taste in my mouth, so I dropped any expectation. Because that game did it to me. So, like, I'm over here, I'm just a blank slate. I'm like, well, I'm going to play the game one day, and I'm going to let it mold. I'm going to mold, you know, it's going to mold my opinion from there. But I have no, like, oh, it's going to fucking suck. Uh-huh. Because Kingdom Hearts 3 just hit me like a damn, like, took 10 years or whatever, and however long to make this and it left me feeling like a cardboard cutout bot like game and uh so because of that i had a huge attachment to that series so i felt that way i never fell in love with final fantasy 7 in the same way so even if it was a letdown i wouldn't feel anything anyways so like i'm kind of sitting here like let's see how other people think about it for people who have been like injected that series into their veins um and I've, I've heard a lot of friends be like, dude, how do you not care about this? And I was like, I'm sorry. This is the one thing I guess I missed. Um, so I, I really have no opinion, to be honest. Well, that's anticlimactic. Well, that might be yeah. foreshadowing for the end of the game. I'm okay, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Well, I want Bert. Uh, Bert, this might be the game where we can introduce like a, a new segment for the for the channel where you could really dive in and post about it like final What's fantasy 7 like this is i feel like this is your next final fantasy 7 is your next version of playing death stranding where you're going to like you're going to just play the whole thing yeah. until it ends if you could beat death stranding yeah. you definitely will beat final fantasy 7 well i like right. death stranding but, so i so let's like like i hated final fantasy 15 i really did i and i didn't finish it well no i didn't finish it either um i got really fucking far into it but i just couldn't fucking keep going um death stranding i really appreciated or liked and i have more time on this one so i mean i is the thing it's like i i i got through a lot of final fantasy 15 and i could tolerate it but it just wasn't for me i love final fantasy 7 and i love the world so I mean I I definitely think I'll be able to finish it especially cuz there's nothing else to do. But um 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I never even time. considered like the lukewarm Final Fantasy VII reaction because there are people who love it. Like Jeremy, he's like, "Dude, this game's fucking awesome. I want to play it again. It might be my favorite Final Fantasy game besides 10. What the no, demo? Uh, Final Fantasy uh, 15. Like, like oh, he really? like okay, 10 yeah. is his favorite, but then he said 15 might be his other. So like, and then there's people who are like, "I didn't feel it. Like, I think Whittle. Yeah, there are people that fucking loved it, but dude, I just, I. I just, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't get behind it. I, I didn't like thirteen and the direction they went with the paradigm system and shit. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm a much bigger fan. I don't think, I think it's very clunky, like the combat, and it just doesn't make sense the way they've been trying to do it. I don't like it. I think it doesn't flow because, like, they're trying to make it like into an action RPG thing, and that's not what I want to play. I don't want to play an action RPG that has Japanese RPG elements. Um, and I, because like Japanese RPG, whether it's turn based or something, it, it's just, it's very, it works. It flows very well for me. I think 13 was god awful. I think 15 was god awful. And it's all the combat system. If I could deal with it without the combat system, dude, it would be fucking nice. You know, it's a pretty story, pretty game, everything. Just, so that, that, that might be uh, like your, your drop off point then because Final Fantasy. 7 remake could just be a lot of the same of Final Fantasy 15's introduction like like gameplay mechanics. That's what it was. I mean, that's it's that's the combat. It is, this is the same combat system. That's why I couldn't that's why I didn't like Kingdom Hearts. It's a clunky fucking Well, that's the combat thing like a lot system. of Final Fantasy like like Kingdom Hearts was one of the first like games that Square did where it was like an RPG Final Fantasy like but it had that combat and I feel like everybody begged for a Final Fantasy game that had the Kingdom Hearts gameplay. That's that that's what that's really? kind of what happened though. Cuz like people were that. like, dude, imagine a Final Fantasy game that would play like Kingdom Hearts cuz Kingdom Hearts was a entry level version of like getting into an RPG game that had similar depth to what those games yeah. were, but it had a combat system that was more accessible and fast-paced for people who don't want to do turn-based stuff. And there are there is that there are people who are like I have friends who are like, man, if it's turn-based, fuck that. I'm not buying that shit. I want to play. I want to be like Devil May Cry style. Yeah, I definitely missed the outcry for uh, Kingdom Hearts battle system. And, and that's, for Final that's why Final Fantasy 15 ended up being more like action-based is because I think they, they answered that question for people finally to be like, all right, well, damn, 13 didn't really kick it like hardcore style like we wanted it to. We'll make Final Fantasy 15, 15 like a straight-up action RPG um yeah, I just heard people and bitching that's, about that's it. That's why, and I think that's why Kingdom Hearts three. It, it was this weird like domino effect. That's why Kingdom Hearts three felt lackluster because they put all of their Kingdom Hearts energy into Final Fantasy fifteen and made found, and then actually just made Kingdom Hearts three a cardboard game. It, it's just weird. Like you got your Kingdom Hearts in Final Fantasy, but you don't have your Kingdom Hearts in Kingdom Hearts now. I hear you. Cool. Cool. Well, let's uh wrap this up anybody got uh some recommendations they want to throw out to the fucking planet how does it go because i had one and i fuck oh um so yesterday or the day before riot riot has been um talking about a select amount of games they've had coming out they did team fight tactics they just released the beta or the early version of legends of rune terror which is their answer to like hearthstone and card games and shit like that a lot of people really like that but obviously riot does league of legends um, they released, they said they were going to do a first person shooter called Project A. 
There have been rumors about what it was supposed to be like. A lot of people were saying, like, is it going to be Counter-Strike? Is it going to be Champion Shooter like Overwatch? Um, so they released uh, it to streamers and, like, um, footage of it the other day. And so it's very Counter-Strike. It's basically a Counter-Strike clone with, like, champions and shit like uh, Overwatch, how they have abilities. And it looks fucking phenomenal. I was watching the streamers talk about it and how, like, Riot pulled them in when they found, like, the streamers playing the closed versions of the game. And they, they like, saw them breaking the game, saw them getting, being able to do tricks and things Riot did not intend. And they pulled them in and they were like, tell us everything. Tell us how you figured this out. Tell us your thought process on when you see our game. What do you think you want to do? Because we want our game to be like this. We don't want these elements to be in it. And the streamers are saying, they're like, dude, they, they really fucking care. And they're they're really, like... They're really attached to doing this right, and they don't want to just put out some bullshit. And the game looks beautiful. The game looks... And I've been playing a lot of Counter-Strike lately with uh, the dudes, and I'm stuck on that, so this is a perfect time for this to hit. And it's awesome because um, they were giving out beta keys um, starting to... They were giving out beta keys the other day, and millions of people viewing... So you had to watch a streamer streaming... Um, and it was all like the big name streamers like Summit and all those dudes. So you had to watch one of those streamers. And if your account was linked to your account, you might get one of 25,000 keys dropped in throughout the day to your mailbox and you'd be able to play it. So there's millions of people watching this shit. 25,000 keys. And I fucking got one. And that starts tomorrow. I think me and Joey uh, from Typecast are one of the two of the only people we know that has it. Um, got one. So... That starts tomorrow. If you're into shooters, if you're an old Counter-Strike head or anything like that, it looks fucking phenomenal. And you can go, like, look at the little tiny details they fucking put into this game. And it looks like it might be a huge thing in the competitive first-person shooter space. Like, this might be fucking crazy, dude, because it's combining two of the biggest fucking first-person shooters to exist currently in competitive gaming... And it's it's a cartoony fucking atmosphere, so you have that Team Fortress fucking design to it. And dude, like it, this might be huge. So if you're a first person head, like look it up. It's called Valorant, Val, Val Valorant or something like that. V O L A R A N T. Um, I'm probably gonna be streaming that for the next couple of days. I think somebody said the beta was supposed to last like a couple of weeks, maybe. So that's gonna be fucking huge. Like I'm gonna be balls deep in that, and try to get a lot of it in before Final Fantasy comes back. But to be honest. I might buy Final Fantasy and be too tempted to come back and play this fucking beta while it's out. So that looks fucking tight, and I'm excited as fuck that I was able... I was... I don't win shit, dude. And the fact that I was that fucking lucky to get one That's of those awesome. keys is huge. Hell yeah. Um, that is sick. I'll go next because my recommendation right, probably isn't that awesome. Um, so <laughs> I've been home a lot, obviously. Most people have, so... Instead of going to like a coffee store or whatever, because I can't now, um, I've been going to the store to get my own like cold brew type thing. And Silk put out a new drink, and it's their almond and oat milk latte mocha. And if you're like a vegan, that's something that you should look into. Um, that I think it's better than the Khalifa Farms and one, and that one's pretty good. But uh, yeah, for the coffee people out there, if you can't go to a coffee store, but you can still go to the grocery store. If you find it, try it out, and I hope you like it. It's like chocolate milk, but it's like caffeine style. So, and um, mm. also, there's this movie called Parasite. It is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nice. 
Did you see that so, parasite meme I sent the chat earlier? I did. The Sonic is <laughs> yeah, sitting next awesome. to him. <laughs> it's, it's the it's the original Sonic design. I love it. <laughs> that was a good fucking meme. Um, mine. Uh, I got two real quick. There's a a new comic I read. I started reading called uh, Unbound by Blood, and it's like an old like we- it's like a Western revenge story, but the like twist is there's this girl, and she's going back to this town in Texas, presumably to kill the person who murdered her family years ago. But there's all this, like, did she plan that murder? Did it go awry? All this shit. But uh, while you see what she's doing, she's also reading this book called, like, Southern Revenge or something stupid, some stupid title like that. But intercut with uh, her story are panels that are, like, telling the story from from the book that she's reading. And then in the back of each issue, there's entire chapters of the book that she's reading. And they kind of like, like each individual story is like a metaphor for what's going on in the other ones. And they link in in weird ways. And uh, it's really cool. It's really violent, stupid, and intense. So it's called Unbound by Blood by Aftershock Commons, uh, Comics. And then the other one is uh, Bert, <laughs> Bert's Twitch. Has been really funny recently because he's been doing a... Uh, My fucking dude. He's been fucking... Uh, doing streams with uh his wonderful wife danielle where they uh <laughs> shows a controller in her hand says you who doesn't really like video games play this game that there's a good chance that you will not like and i will not play for you and then they kind of, if you've ever been in a room with bert and danielle it's very wholesome and loving and but just really 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 loud and <laughs> the stream is like totally gives that same vibe but it's been really fun i watched some of the fable one and uh, some of the uh, one for Resident Evil 4. What, mm-hmm. what is she playing Resident Evil 4 on? Uh, it's the Steam edition. She's okay. using the Xbox Pro controller. Okay, I just I was wondering. That. Okay, cool. Yeah, we um, wanted, I want to get it to a point where she works up to like the new console. So I want to get an old Atari and like start her on shit like that and then move <laughs> up to the NES Super Nintendo and show her just like, let her feel like all the controllers really get her ingrained in shit. Cause here's the thing, dude, she loves Resident Evil four. Like uh-huh. she's having a lot of fun on that shit. And like, I hate it because it's not really scary. So I have to like lure her in to all the jump scares and stuff like that. But she's fucking loving the game. And you can tell from the fable stream to the Resident Evil four stream, how much, better it is when she's into it oh, she yeah. wasn't she into fable like because fable such a more. slow intro you know yeah so i appreciate the hell out of that um yeah if oh. y'all feel like that's something you'd be into twitch.tv slash expert e-x-b-e-r-t um also if you have amazon prime and you haven't linked your account to twitch yet y'all should link that and then subscribe to Bert's channel because then it's free for you. And Bert, you're doing a, a giveaway for Animal Crossing soon to yourself. Uh, well, I did that one um, oh, the I other didn't know day. You did it. And I'm gonna do. I want to do like a giveaway. I didn't win. What's up? And I didn't win. No. It was supposed to be rigged. <laughs> That's fucked. It up. was. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Fuck. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I'm doing what I want to do is because like it's my my Twitch has really taken off in the past couple months, and it feels crazy to me to be at like the number of subscribers I'm at. Um, so what I've never been the type of person to have something done for me. Like I feel really bad. So I want to like give back to like the people that are supporting me and shit like that. So starting this month, April, um, I'm, I gave away animal crossing 
and I want to do like a giveaway similar to that once a month. And the numbers are really low, you know, for being like for considering what odds are and stuff. So if you do subscribe to me, when you have an Amazon Prime account, you get a free sub every month. But the Amazon Prime one, you have to manually renew it. If you pay for like a small tier one sub, it's five dollars a month. You um, that automatically uh, does it. So um, I will be doing a giveaway to just my subscribers every month in the same um, and like in the same like a, mostly like it might be a game. It might I might go crazy one time and do like a limited console. I might go crazy and give fucking bagel bites away. Who knows? So. Um, yeah, the idea I, of you sending bagel bites in the mail is yeah. hilarious. So, um, what I want to do, how to make it incentivized to where you stay with it, is that people that subscribe this month and on, like, whatever your, um, however many months you subscribe to in a row, I want you to have that many entries into the contest. So, if you've been subscribed to me for 10 months you get 10 entries into the giveaway, you know? That's sick. Um, so I appreciate the hell out of I wasn't going to do it, but I appreciate the hell out of the plug, Tom. Oh, yeah, of course. Bert, dude, hey, man, this is the time in our lives to be absolutely shameless. Just, just yeah. putting our shit out there. And your, sh- yeah, and your shit's awesome, dude. It, it, it is right. honestly very, like, I have a bunch of friends that stream, and some of their stuff is, is fun, but yours is all, I, I really, really really do enjoy watching you i appreciate that and i I can kind of tell people enjoy it because they actually hang out in the chat like it's cool like if your buddy's trying to get affiliate or something you just leave it on in the background but you don't Mm -hmm. really support them because it's the worst thing in the world having an empty chat and i you know coming from that and growing like into somebody who there's so many people talking at once is insane to finally like Mm -hmm. witness it you know going from leaving my phone on and telling Danielle to put it on her laptop so I could average three viewers. That sucks, yeah. and nobody's chatting to this is fucking crazy. But also, like, some people, like my buddy Ashley, she fucking, um, she was watching from Walmart. She was, like, getting groceries, and she was like, I'm really glad the buggy has a phone holder because I'm watching this from getting groceries. And then there's so many people that are like, dude, I made a Twitch just for this, so better be fucking happy. And then Corey was watching in Toronto, and Matt made an account just to come get in the chat. That shit is fucking huge, dude. And it's awesome to see friends supporting each other like that because that's what it should be. Totally. Cool. Well, yeah, everyone should check out Bert's Twitch. He streams a lot. I know you're not on a consistent schedule right now, but you're no, I'm getting to get there. Consistent. It's definitely getting easier to be like, all right, I'm going to pick these times. Sick. It's definitely growing into that. Cool. Well, now that we've been talking for what feels, uh, it's dark here now, and the sun was very <laughs> bright when we started, so um, I guess we'll wrap up. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We're going to... Yeah, this was sick. I really yeah, like this the... episode. It's, it's like a weird feeling afterwards when you're like, this one was good. I like this. Yeah. Solid uh, solid topic, Tom, mm-hmm. for coming yeah. up with that one. I appreciate it. We'll try to do more, um, keep it a little more regular during the whole quarantine since people yeah. got more time on their hands and everything. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate right. it, everybody. Thanks, everyone. If you're still here, we appreciate the hell out of it. Peace. All right. See you, boys.